Got to dig that theme song. Hey, everybody, welcome to Throne Rich's Podcast. This is Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott. And this is the auto podcast that is always bringing you a new guest, a fresh new guest. Mm-hmm. On this episode of Throne Wrenches, we bring a trained race car driver on board, but he's not the stick. <laughs> there are other cool things in Illinois besides Rivian, believe it or not. And we're going to talk SCCA racing. Lots and lots and lots of SCCA racing. Don't go away. All that and more coming up. All right, again, thanks again for joining the show. Uh, I'm Eric Stahl, and with Daryl Scott, and we're joined with a special guest, Daryl. We are, and we've been talking a, a lot uh, about bringing uh, our guest on, and uh, he's he's a, he's a close acquaintance of yours. I met him for the first time in the parking lot, and we already hit it off. He's got a cool car. He's got a cool backstory, and I hear he really knows how to put some power down on the pavement when it comes to autocross. So we'll get into that. You want to introduce him? Without further ado, welcome, Mr. Jason Daly. Hey, thanks for having me. Got the applause. We got oh, yeah, we yeah, got sound yeah, effects yeah, yeah. now. Sorry, sorry. Uh, clap. There we go. There we go. If it sound, sounds like water rolling or claps, one of the two, I'm not sure which. It's our studio audience. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? It's, it's perfect. <laughs> All right. Again, thanks for listening. And if you want to join the fun of the show, just email us at info at throwingwrenches.com. Always, uh, rev- we have a review. I'm going to read review this week. I'm pretty thrilled with that. Uh, but if you post review, it'll be heard all around the world. Hey, if you don't know about my co-host, Daryl Scott, uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about Daryl Scott. It's spring. But car season's on hold for this guy. Normally, he'd be tuning up a classic car or maybe locking up his classic Volvo in an isolation cell. But now you'll find Mr. and Mrs. Scott in the floral department, the local Menards, or cruising my yard with a shovel. His green thumb is itching to be oily again. All will be right with the world soon enough. True story. True story. Thanks for the free flowers, by the way. Yeah, no worries. Appreciate that. Yeah. Next uh, time, tell me you're coming. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Three days. Uh, anyways, uh, if you don't know my guest, or my co-guest, co-host, <laughs> whoever this guy is, Foral Department. Uh, in the winter, he's busy planning for the upcoming autocross season. In the summer, he's dreaming of winter road rallies. What does he do in the spring and fall? You know, those seasons in between? He drives. Ladies and gentlemen, he drives everywhere. He's the man with more seat time than a pair of trucker jeans. He's Eric Stahl. Wow, that's awesome. I like that one, too. Thank you. Yeah, and then I wrote one up for Jason here. Jason, sorry, everybody gets one of these when they come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you might normally see this reserved and mild-mannered insurance agent and think, what a swell guy. But beware, underneath the model citizen exterior lies a monster. A monster is eating a lunch of everyone in the autocross course and eating a few cones along the way. That's Jason Daly. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> That's it, pretty good. Right. <laughs> you definitely got the cone part right. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, do we even have a nickname for the cones when you hit them? Do they, they call it a daily or something? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I hit a lot of yeah, cones. Daily double. It, it, it's not unusual if I have uh, gotten the most cones out of everyone. Yeah. Do you, do you have like the little uh, tally marks on the side of your car, the little stickers some guys do? You'd got... run out of car, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would run out of car. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. If you're not doing it, I guess you're not doing it right. right? If you're not hitting cones. You're... Well, he's finding the boundaries. I mean, this is what our kids do, right, Jason? They, they, they find the boundaries with it? Absolutely. So I always, I always say if, if you're not hitting cones, you're probably not going fast enough. So if you had a clean day, yeah. you probably didn't go fast enough. Yeah. And now I know what a magic eraser is because on Monday I looked at the super. I'm like, oh, look at all these black marks. And we, we got them all cleaned up. <laughs> do, they, do they work? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it all yeah. works. Excellent. Yeah. Did, you, did you use them? 
we I, I got a detail department. God knows what they use over there. They probably <laughs> spent thousands of dollars cleaning the car. Just, yes. just kidding. All right. Or, or hundreds of pennies. So for everyone that doesn't have a detail department, yeah. if you grab a magic eraser, those cone marks do come off fairly easy. So where do you get ma- – is it like AutoZone? You can get it at the grocery store, like the Mr. I, Clean Magic Eraser, Walmart. Really? Yeah. I've never even heard of this thing. Yeah. You, can, you can go on Amazon and I have order people. like a hundred of them. I have for like people. 10 bucks. I just nice. I just take a car over there and I say, "Make this happy." <laughs> <laughs> Make it look like I didn't hit anything. <laughs> exactly. Again, maybe I should leave my Z here and have them tend to it because it's it's a little marked up. <laughs> uh, the problem is that uh, hood ornament. It says Nissan. That that won't <laughs> just need a sticker. Yeah, over they'll it. just leave it outside and be like, "Yeah, we just sprayed off with the hose. <laughs> it's good enough." <laughs> All right, everybody, before we get deep in the show, we have sponsors. Let's uh, give them a little plug here. Fort's still at a peak, and they've been a longtime sponsor of the show. Of course, you know Fort's there in North Peak in Illinois. You can find them on the web at www.toyota-peakin.com. You can always call them up at 309-382-4001. That website has all of their inventory, which they're getting new cars every day. We had like 20 cars show up in the last two weeks. And you wouldn't know it. Everything yeah, that's coming gone. off the truck is just sold. It yeah. is crazy. So Nice selection of used stuff out front, including a very nice, clean uh, Tundra Limited, if anyone's looking for one of those. Yeah. That's, oh, that white one? I think it's awesome. It's a great truck. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> I know somebody who's looking. Not me. 5.7, no. solid motor, I'm telling you what. Right. Uh, no, uh, great selection. Again, we appreciate Ford support. And, of course, like we said in the past, Ford supports uh, local SCCA racing, and they support cars and coffee. So support the local businesses that support the clubs that you like. All right. Another thank you to Gabe Casey. You know who he is. He knows who he is. You know what you've done. That's all you need to know. Yes. And also a special guest sponsor, Driven Insurance. And in parentheses here, it says, who does not do track day insurance but should. Just kidding. (laughs) Driven Insurance, if you want to know more, you can talk to our guest here tonight, Jason at driveninsuranceagency.com, or you can get a hold of him at 309-270-2103. Is that... is that pretty accurate yep, there? Yep, that's correct. Awesome. So is it driveninsuranceagency.com would be the website they can go to? Yes, correct. Okay. Learn all about your insurance needs and how they can be met by Driven Insurance. All right. We had an awesome Patreon show before this, uh, about 45 minutes of just wrapping and talking. More sports than I would have. Ever, I think we've ever talked about on this. It was good. It was yeah. a good discussion. We talked baseball. I didn't, I didn't know you played baseball. It was short-lived. I was Gosh. on the golf team, too. Yeah, you got traded. I was a better, better golfer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no. that says a lot. Just kidding. You're probably well, we got really uh, Jeff. Jeff signed up to be a Patreon member this week. We appreciate it, sir. And uh, we got some swag coming out your way. Uh, everybody else, I uh, hope you enjoyed those patches. Start seeing the pictures. And uh, truly appreciate I, it. I want to see somebody with like a patch like shown on, on their jacket, like like proudly displayed. Yeah. Well, Jason, our friend in Australia, he stapled it to a board. Yeah, but that's more than anyone else has done. Did so you far. see how greasy the sticker was? He stapled up there. <laughs> he's busy. He's working on cars. <laughs> he's fixing things. He's doing. He's doing okay. stuff. Right, now, I, also, just to kind of recap for those who have recently found us, uh, we were glad you're here. Patreon. If you were kind of curious about that, you might have seen that on other channels, maybe your YouTube channel, folks that you follow along. Uh, Patreon is a, is a great way to support what we do here. Kind of helps pay for. Things like domain registration, the nerd stuff like when we break a cable or, you know, we need batteries for the mixer. It kind of helps go into that fund so that we're not, uh, I don't know, taking money out of our wives' purses. Yes, so we don't have to hear about it. (laughs) That's what you're doing. You're helping us not hear about it. And what you get in return is you get some exclusive pre-show content. We send some swag bags and some special deliveries now and then with some stickers and all kinds of random nonsense uh, throughout the year. So it's a nice way to give back uh, and help us do what we do. Truly appreciate those who are our Patreon members. All right. We also apologize to Gabe Casey for last episode. Totally skipped his project section. We did? (laughs) Yeah, we went right into the news. 
Ow. I felt like such... I, I mean, I didn't feel bad until later on when I listened to the show just to check things out. So I thought he talked about his rabbit and stuff. No, I don't I got to so. go back and listen. I don't now. think so. I if, think we skipped right through it. I'm pretty sure we I'm caught a jerk. it. But... I'm a jerk. That's well, okay. You know, that's he's, right. he's been on the show four times. He's got enough time. Okay. All okay. right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Gabe. Maybe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. And also, thanks to Caitlin, who says, Great podcast with great hosts. I blame you two for my 01 Forerunner. So we might be responsible for another purchase of another vehicle that someone didn't need? Maybe. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the applause? Hit that applause. Oh, sorry. sorry. proud of that. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Oh, oh, no, wrong one. There it is. There it is. We're the enablers. That's, I think that's a, a, a dual purpose button there. I think it say. works. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we owe you some stickers, Caitlin. Uh, just reach out to us and let us know your address and everything like that. All right. So, Jason, I know you're new to the show. You, you listened a little bit, but uh, we always start every show off with projects. And uh, I know you've done something around the house, around the car. So we're going to get to you here first, or after we go through ours. But I'll start with mine. Uh, we had autocross, and we had test and tune two weeks ago. And that's why we try to get Jason on the show, like, as soon as possible after that. We could have done it last week, but we're, we're slouches. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but two weeks ago, at the Pekin Airport, we did uh, test and tune day, which I have never done ever before. I know Champaign County's done a couple times since I've been involved with it. But it seemed really serious, and I didn't want to go because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, and then autocross the next day on Sunday. But the test and tune day, I think that might be my new favorite thing. That was a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I picked up the idea from the Indiana Region SCCA. Okay. Um, so back in t- 2015, uh, Ray Wise, I don't know if you know Ray, uh, great driver. Um, we went over to Indiana Region because they had a test and tune. Mm-hmm. They had listed that you would work one hour. And uh, then you drive as much as you want. And uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, we, I think we did 20 runs. Yeah. We adjusted so many different settings on the car, dialed it in, took off a full second off the course by being able to do that. And so what we wanted to do was actually bring that back to Central Illinois region mm-hmm. and actually do that same format. Limit it to how many drivers can actually be out there so you can actually drive and tune your car. So uh, a normal session would have been, what, 50 cars possibly out there? We were limited to 30? Right. Yeah. And so we were limited to 30, and we actually had several people cancel. Yeah, because uh, the weather was... Due to weather. Yeah. But the, Saturday was arguably the better day. It was absolutely better. Yeah, because it started off wet, but then the sun came out by 11 o'clock. The clouds started breaking at 1030, and... Yeah, it was... It, it, and it wasn't that windy. Sunday turned into just a windy, yeah, windy, was, cold Sunday day. Sunday was pretty brutal. That was one with, like, 60-mile-an-hour gusts. Yes, and, and stuff, it was, yeah. like, yeah. 50 yeah. degrees. Sunday, Sunday was brutal. <laughs> yeah. So the cool thing about it for me uh, was that a couple guys said, drive my car, drive my car. Yeah. And so I At drove... At the test and tune. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so everybody's super generous, because you can't do that during a regular autocross event. Everybody's got their numbers, you know... You're you're dialed into that car, and you're going to do your eight or ten runs that day in that car. Test and tune day, uh, yeah, there are guys like Tim that are out there changing things in the settings, but there's almost like there was a, a friendly camaraderie where guys are like, I've been riding and watching you drive your car for the last three or four years. Can I drive it? You know, So I had a lot of people want to drive the Supra and want to drive the FRS, stuff like that. And it was totally fun just to, to let people hop in their cars, but then vice versa – I rode in Tim's car. I rode in Sean's Miata, you know, and and, uh, and rode in other cars, stuff like that. That would never do because during race day, no time for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So much fun. Uh, I, I could have done more tuning. I think I was just more enamored with the whole event, just kind of the, the swapping. We were doing a lot of swapping that right. day. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are the hours on that? Does it run the same 
you know time span as the others, uh, like the race day or? Uh, so on this, we we were limited how many um, workers we had to for how many hours. So we actually okay. ran from nine thirty to three thirty straight gotcha. uh, with no breaks, uh, except for run. we did swap over. Uh, the course. So we ran two courses in one day, which is actually yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was fun. We yeah. flipped it in, I think, about 15 minutes. Yeah. You did. Good. This is this guy, you know, every one of us looking like aerial GPS <laughs> maps, and he's just walking around like, I feel like this needs to be another foot further. And he's he has it all dialed in. But I think you know that Air, Pekin Airport well enough at this point. You know the lines and the brakes and everything. Yeah, no, Pekin Airport has been uh, absolutely phenomenal for us. Um, we actually picked them up when we lost Mossville uh, for two weekends. And uh, Chris Frederick actually said, hey. into that one, huh? Yeah, Chris Frederick actually said, hey, why don't we look at Pekin Airport? And so we looked at that. And so I'm very thankful for him actually yeah. Uh, yeah, putting Todd. that out there. And then Todd has been uh, great to work with at the Pekin Airport. Uh, just allows us to actually kind of put on our event. Uh, gives us uh, room to work and actually put on a nice event there. Seems like it's a good location, too, because you probably pull some folks from the Springfield area, Lincoln. You probably pull from all over, don't you? Or is yeah. It still mostly a, No, it does vary. Uh, we've been getting actually a lot of guys from over in the Iowa region that actually oh, wow. make the journey over. Okay. Um, we had one guy fly in. Yeah. Uh, that was, like, uh, to the airport? A, yes, he gave us a good went. review, too. I think he posted something online about uh, how, how well we run the event. It is We run it pretty tight. I like Champaign County's always live, but I never feel like I'm – I just feel like I'm rushed the whole time. I like the fact we stop for lunch. You know, we know exactly where we're at in the morning. We know exactly where we're at in the afternoon, and just – and we're done. Right. Yeah. yeah. The the, uh, the always live gets you more people and more cars going all the time. But, man, it's it's like running a business at that point. Right. And I think one of the things that uh, people are most surprised by is Pekin is actually a pretty small site in comparison to some of the others. Oh, yeah. Um, is the average speed of the course, though, has been considerably higher for really? such a small small course. So, for instance, we ran the Super in third gear the whole course. Wow. Um, it was pretty fast. Um, yeah. And it's a small lot. And so that's actually some of the feedback is people are like, I'm shocked at how fast – this course is on such a small lot. So that's I mean, fun. how is the composition? A composition is is it all asphalt? Is it some concrete out that way? It's all asphalt. It is asphalt, but supposedly it's some special mix for for airplanes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing really uh, compared to I don't know some of the other events I've been to over the years. It's in really good shape. Yeah, it's yeah. super flat. And there's not like stress cracks all over the place. Mm-hmm. Rantoul, I we chunked a tire on the Supra. And I know it was on one of those those stress cracks at Rantoul because I remember the car kind of hopping when it happened. Yeah, uh, it just like took out a two inch section of tire, you know. So mm. we don't, and that that's just part of that course, you know. It is what it is. But uh, Pekin Airport's phenomenal. Yeah, nice. And Kent Mossville was that a uh, were they redoing the lot or were they redoing the road there and stuff? What uh, what kind of led to that being shut down or unavailable for a little bit? Well, I don't know if you remember, but in, I think it was 2017 they actually had a lot of layoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so they actually just tightened up everything at gotcha. that point. And so there's uh, Central Illinois Region, uh, Sports Car Club, Viper Club, and I believe either BMW or SAE that were allowed to run at CAT and only those clubs. So they don't allow anyone else in any, okay. any longer. And uh, But they narrowed us all down to one weekend. That's it. That's all wow. we get. So Okay. You make do with that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's a fantastic site. It's it's twice the size of Pekin. Oh, it's it? yeah, it's it it spreads it out a little bit, and it, it's great variation too. It's nice to be able to switch around and go to different places. Actually, I think that makes part of our region unique 
We go to different places, the Pekin Airport and back to Mossville. Yeah. If we were at the same place all the time, I think it becomes, I don't want to say monotonous, but it, it's predictable in some ways. Right. So it, it's kind of cool. we got a little variation. So on autocross day, uh, Jason and I have committed to run the Super all season. So I, I'm like, well, do you want me to ride with you? Because I'm like, you know, I'll just, I'll just cloud your vision. I'm thinking, you know, he's, he's the Buddha. He doesn't want me anywhere near the car. But he's like, no, no, ride with me. And, dude, I got 10th place that day. And nice it's work. only because I'm riding with him. Nice. Yeah. And so the very first ride of the day, he's like, do you want me to talk? I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. Do I want you to talk? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so eventually, I think about the third run in, then he started talking. He started, break, break, break. You know, and uh, it, it turned out really well. There was one time I, I went through the slalom. I started off, and uh, I just I looked back in my head. Of what I'd just done, and I literally was not paying attention. I, I like went left instead of right. And Jason, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, he just laughed. What was that? And I'm like, I, I got complacent. I, I, I thought about what I just did instead of looking forward. Yeah. Second guess, or you it's go back. It's so and... funny. It's so funny how my brain just like totally malfunctioned. Just like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it uh, was. Except for that we were driving right at people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, they got legs. He got it. He got it under control. I did get it under control. It, it, I had a yeah, couple of great times. I will say this: unlike previous years, where I was afraid to turn everything off in the car, mm-hmm. I ran every every session, every every race with no controls on the car. So, so traction control off, yeah. uh, stability, all that stuff. Off. As much as you can. I mean, as much as we figured out on the car, I think. Yeah, uh, there, there's some more stuff that we need to figure out as far as on what is going to be the fastest way around a course with that with that car. Gotcha. Uh, and that's just going to take more seat time, which. Uh, really probably should have worked on on test and tune day, but when there. you're running an event, you're kind of running all over the place to make sure everyone else is actually getting what they need. So, yeah, it's different when you're still still trying to participate, but really your role is is in event planning, management, running the the day of. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Your, your absolutely, head's yeah. in that place. Yeah, a lot of times uh, driving is the last thing on my mind <laughs> for our events, so it is actually uh, it is nice to actually run to another region or another event and just, just focus on driving yeah, yeah. instead yeah. of putting on an event and i think everybody's been active in some event where the people running it are more interested in getting their runs in and they're doing a lousy job of you know actually running it and that's no fun for everybody too because when when you need to be accessible to fix something something comes up whatever mm-hmm. you're kind of like yeah 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 whatever I'm, I'm just waiting for my run i gotta be honest with you i because i've only dealt with champaign county and central Illinois region uh, I've been very blessed as somebody who didn't know what they were doing uh, to run into a guy like Dean and to run to guys like Joe. Sure. Uh, I never was walking around like a lost puppy. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think we've had pretty good people right from the get go when I was dealing with it. And I feel like now when somebody walks up in our re- to our events, I feel like there's like 10 people ready to help out. You know, or if I see somebody walking doesn't know what they're doing, like need some help. Yeah, you go you know? out and, yeah. and, and help them out. Yeah. yeah, bring them into the fold. Exactly, that's awesome. So great, great event. Uh, had a great time, and uh, we'll talk a lot more about autocross coming up here. The only other thing I got going on is uh, got a fishing trip planned for middle of summer, possibly Wyoming. So I installed new Optima battery in the Forerunner. Nice, eight hundred fifty cold cranking amp, deep cycle. So that means I can put a live twelve volt in the back, so I can keep my cooler cold for three or four days straight. There you go. Is it the the yellow top the or the red top. Uh, red top. Red top. Yep. Those are good. Those are those are. My buddy Don was did that last year, and every time we'd stop and over, he'd just leave his fridge on all night. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that? He's like, just change out your factory battery. So they did it. We're gonna see if it works. And if it doesn't, I'll blame him. But he'll be with me anyway, so we'll we'll jump it. But uh, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not. I'm still a little leery. You can go two days without 
not ha- losing your charge after running a fridge in your car. But whatever. We'll see. Yeah, you might be surprised. So it should be fun. So right on. that's enough for me. Uh, you looking for what I'm doing here? Yeah, you got um, something. Not too much. Enzymes. I, I got, yeah, I, I ordered up, I've got some, some, some leather seats and leather everything in the 55 Cadillac project that I'm working on. And that needs a complete detail inside. We got most of the crud off the outside, but, uh, it's been sitting 30, however many years, 30 some odd years. Uh, the interior is gross and, uh, it's, it's sitting under original plastic seat covers. Those big clear. Have you peeled those off yet? Not yet. Okay. No, I got the car in February and there were some days in March where I contemplated getting, getting everything out, ripping the interior and, and doing it. But I was worried that because temperatures were, you know, 60 during the day and then like 32 at night, I didn't want to put a bunch of moisture into the leather and then have it freeze and crack mm-hmm. and do weird stuff. So, um, I just left it. So now I actually have some stuff coming from <laughs> Amazon tomorrow. Uh, not that I've been tracking it or anything, but uh, I got some 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 saddle soap, some enzyme cleaner, which I've actually had really good luck with getting some you know nasty stuff out uh, of carpet and any kind of uh, cloth material. So I'll be using that. Get the interior hopefully done Sunday, uh, and then put back to to dry, uh, and then hopefully it's back to the engine compartment. I'm redoing the water pump. Got to install that. I got a brand new one, uh, new impeller, bearing, all that stuff, gaskets. That's going to go in. Then I can put that back together uh, with new heater hoses, radiator hoses, all that kind of routine maintenance stuff. Uh, I've got the generator and starter getting rebuilt by Quick Start over in East Peoria. Love those guys. They are awesome. And when I called, I kind of just said, hey, I've got this. And I know Gabe, our friend Gabe's had some stuff done mm-hmm. on his Chrysler there. And they're not afraid to work on any new or old stuff. And that's what I, I love. Uh, he's like, yeah, two, three-day turnarounds. Just drop it off. It's cheap, too. So yeah. those are getting redone. And then after that, I move on to the brakes and fuel system. And then hopefully we start cranking it up and getting it back on the road. So to this point, you have not fired this car up, obviously, because the water pump and everything else. But Yeah, yeah. So two weeks? I'm thinking probably early, mid-June. Okay. mid-June. My goal, and I told this to Sarah the other night. She thinks I'm crazy. My goal is to have it at the Morton Car Fest June 25th. Holy crap. I don't know if that's going to make it, but... Um, you know, and the other thing too is if I get there and it blows up, and I can, I, I can always AAA at home, so I'll just put what it. What could blow up bed. on it though? It wouldn't. No, I, mean, I guess if it overheated. Yeah, but I mean, it'd give me some warning. I think before. So that, a car but. like that is it sitting on leaf springs? What's the suspension? Yeah, leaf springs all around. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, leaf springs in the back, coils in the front, and it's, it had a pair of air shocks on it because probably the rear leafs were okay. sagging over time. So I haven't even really put it on all fours yet. I've got new tires; they're mounted on there. They're just they're not white walls, but they're holding air. Yeah, I haven't seen this car actually sit on the, all four tires on the ground yet. It's been on jack stands since I bought it. Yeah, because the tires were from 1968 or whatever. <laughs> so it's it, a cool car. It'll be cool. Yeah. It will be cool. Right now, it just looks like something that uh, should be in a junkyard in Texas or something. <laughs> but we'll get there. I did. Uh, I did see. There's a new trailer for. I guess there's a new movie about Elvis. The Boz Lerman film. I want to see it. I kind of do, too. Yeah. All right. Well, they'll take the wise. Tom Hanks is in it. Whatever. But there's a couple scenes where he pulls up in like front of Graceland. Tom Hanks. It's weird. It is a... Well, yeah. It is. Yeah. Maybe he's wearing a fat suit. It's like a Mike Myers fat suit on him or something. <laughs> yeah. weird, like... <laughs> but anyways, um, there's a scene where he pulls up in front of Graceland in a pink and white 55 Fleetwood. And I'm yeah. like, all right. All right. So maybe, maybe I could recoup some of my investment, get it running. Paint it pink and pretend it was Elvis's. Maybe you could dress up like Elvis and just roll out of the back seat. Like fat Elvis? <laughs> 1968 comeback Elvis? Yeah, just have a toilet just waiting. Yeah, so, maybe yeah. that's a good idea. A side hustle. That's all I'm working on. Um, Jason, what do you uh, what do you got 
project wise? I know you were talking about some some homeowner stuff or some some plumbing oh, yeah. issues you're working on, but yeah. it's never ending. It feels like uh, so. My wife and I, uh, or she, has, actually has a salon, and before coming over here, the water heater decided to take. Do you want, a, you want to plug her salon? What salon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's uh, uh, Petite Ma- Petite Maison Salon. Uh, Christy Dale is hairstylist over there. And um, is it in Peoria? Yeah, it is. It's over um, behind Sheridan Village, so it's kind of hidden location. Oh, okay, uh, kind of by relics and stuff. Uh, kind of well. Is it off Sheridan? Yeah, it's off Sheridan. Okay. Uh, behind, I used to say the scuba shop, if you remember where the scuba yeah. shop was, but now yeah. it's no longer a scuba shop or a skate shop. I don't really know what it is now. The scuba shop owner shop. used to have a really nice Volvo station wagon. Yes. And then, or an Audi or something. <laughs> yeah, and like, was, yeah. There was some cool European stuff that was sitting out there. And, and one day there was a for sale <laughs> sign in, and I almost stopped. And I'm like, no, I'm going to not. So I know exactly where that is. So, yeah, there's a building behind that building, actually, and they're, they're actually located right there. But um, they're all – there's another stylist in there as well, and and uh, they have enough clients that they don't need to advertise. So they're they're booked up for four to six weeks at right a time, so long time. So you, you drive a Nissan? Mm-hmm. 370Z? I don't know what the heck Man. they are. I know. It's yeah. it's a foreign language it to is, Eric it if it's so, a Nissan. Okay, so 350Z. We started the season here, and uh, you had it out there for Test and Tune Day. Yeah. Did you do anything before that? Did you just pull it out of the garage? Just I just pulled it out of the garage. Seriously? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I just pulled it out of the garage. It's, it's nice to have cool stuff that works, right? Change your own oil? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I have, I have four cars I need to change the oil on right okay. now. But, yeah, right. Anyway. It's another story. It's, yeah, it's another story. Uh, we're out of time. Anyway, <laughs> so you're actually driving the the Z on the street as it's it's your track car, but it's also kind of a daily here and there. Or? No, not at all. So I, I very rarely actually. I just wanted to bring it over here yeah. tonight. Awesome. Um, it was a good night to bring it out. So. We'll have to take a picture before yeah. we leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go through the whole so, thing yeah. too because uh, I I I'm not that familiar with the newer generation of Z cars. Um, you know, I grew up with. 260s, 240s. I had friends that had the, or, you know, the 70s ones mm-hmm. with the super long hood and a big inline six. I don't know much about the newer ones. I know they have a great exhaust note, though. They probably have one of the greater exhaust notes of any kind of newer sports car yeah. like that. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And they seem like they rev, like, to the moon. They do. Yeah, That's absolutely. Awesome. I, I'd like it if it would rev even a little bit more <laughs> without blowing it up. So. so how did you get into Nissan specifically or that car? Or did you always have kind of a hot car growing up? or what? what no, was... not at all. So um, I, I always kind of liked, liked the car. And this was actually before – this is one year into getting exposed to autocross. I saw it at the uh, O'Brien dealership. Uh, it's a dealership I actually used to work at oh, okay. um, in the early 2000s. And uh, so I went in. I said, "Hey, I'd like to buy that." And I said, "Sure, no problem." And so they gave me a, a heck of a deal. Uh, Mike Miller's actually was the owner then. He's he's uh, owns Mike Miller Automotive now. He's he's a great guy. So if you're looking for food cars, they do a good job, just like Ford's do. Um. So yeah. So I actually fell into that car, um, and it just happened to be actually a good car to have for autocross. And so I've had it ever since '08. Awesome. And it's wow. what year is it? 07? It's an 07. Okay. Wow. So it was recent trade-in when you yeah, got it. Yeah, it only had 5,000 miles on it. The guy traded it in for uh, an Evo. Six-speed? Yes. Six-speed. Yep. So, um, and most of them, uh, we did a, a news item, I guess, on the last show, uh, the new Z cars coming out. Yeah, uh, been de- ca- delayed. But yeah. Everything's yeah, been delayed. It's been delayed a lot. I don't even, and I didn't drill down far enough. I don't know if the newer ones are going to come out with, with a manual or if it's going to be. Yeah, so it's absolutely going to be a manual. There's okay. a huge um, Z versus Supra 
battle, <laughs> a little out, rivalry out, out there. <laughs> okay, um, imagine that. It, and and so the the big smash was uh, that it, it was a manual, and Supra was not. Now Supra is actually adjusting that. Yeah. Um, so that mm. should be actually really interesting. Uh, but yeah, the new the new Z. I don't know a ton about it, um, except for that's supposed to be 400 horsepower, six speed manual. Um, they are using the old 370Z platform though. Okay. So that it's not a completely new model. So like underpinning suspension probably is the same, and then just new skin. Yeah, on the no, body. they they did change actually some of the suspension bits. Did they? Uh, they upgraded that. They changed the engine, so it's the 3.0 uh, twin turbo. Uh, Did that car stay infinity. alive overseas, or was it a, a, a dead vehicle for a while? You know, I don't. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't. I would imagine. I would imagine, see. They get cool stuff over there. They do. That's we, what I always wonder. Sometimes you'll have a, a, a Japanese model that was running for a decade that you know they never would bring to the states or something like that because of safety or emissions or something like that. Right. So I wonder if that platform was being used somewhere else. I'm like, eh, we could just uh, freshen this up a little bit and put it back on the line. Maybe. I mean, it's kind of the intermix of the Infinity that they have going on and then updating the, the 370. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of easy button for it's, them. It's possible, yeah. Even though they're selling it as a as a new. So you had your 350 for a while. Mm-hmm. Was it stock when you got it? Yeah. Mostly. So um, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, but. Yeah, so, that's okay. We're, yeah. this, is, this is your life project. <laughs> yeah. So the, when I first got started in autocross, I actually jumped into a. Um, a CRX. So a good friend of mine, uh, Matt Shepard, actually got me started. Oh God, Matt! You yeah, know we know Matt. You know Matt. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So he he started the addiction, and um, don't get his addiction. You, you don't <laughs> oh, have nearly no. enough cars have uh, the Shepard addiction. Well, yeah, I'm a good friend. I know all about all about his cars, but yeah. So he he actually exposed. He said, "Hey, do you want to come racing with me?" And I said, "Sure." And I didn't know uh, what autocross even was at that point. This was in '07. And uh, so he, we went out, and he had a uh, completely gutted CRX. Uh, I think it had a cage with a Acura Integra engine in it. So B eighteen swapped CRX. Yeah, and yeah. with uh, Rcoms, which is if if you don't know, like a slick. And uh, so I was like, okay. So I was kind of confused. I was like, we're going to go race in a parking lot. I was like, all right. For uh, for some reason, I thought you know it was going to be more NASCAR-y or something. I had I had no idea. I was very green for all of it. And uh, he's like, "Do you want me to go first? I said, "Well, sure." I was like, "Okay." And I thought, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go around this course, and it's gonna be, you know, slow, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of going through it and whatnot. <laughs> and so, I'm, I, this is what I expected anyway. And so, uh, he he hammers it coming off the off the line. I tell him to go, and I'm like, "Whoa, this car is kind of quick." <laughs> and uh, he go, he's going to the first corner, and I'm thinking, "All right, he's gonna start breaking now." Nope. He goes a little bit further. I was like, well, he's going to break now. And then pretty soon I'm doing the pump in the the passenger (laughs) side emergency brake. Like, holy crap. Like a driver's ed teacher. Yes, absolutely. He goes into the corner and just flings it around. And I was like, oh, this is what racing is. Uh, This is is something different. And so from that point on, I was was addicted uh, to, to driving. But I didn't have anything to drive. So uh, I was reliant on him saying, hey, do you want to come drive my CRX? I said, sure. And uh, the following year is when I actually picked up my my Nissan. And um, my first event um, in the Nissan, it was not pretty at no, all. No. At all. No, I had the, <laughs> the factory tires were on there. And 
uh, I think they're RE050, whatever yeah. they are. And they're actually 180 treadwear tire, which, but it was garbage. Okay. Um, so I thought, you know, when I'm going in a corner and the rear wheels are starting to spin, I just do like I do on a CRX and just give it more gas and it'll pull itself out. <laughs> no. So I, I did like Eric did in his in, <laughs> Joe's. with Joe's Miata and I spun it. <laughs> Uh, bad smoke everywhere. Yeah, and I just and so for some reason I thought, well, I'll just give it more gas, and yeah, that that doesn't work. <laughs> a little different dynamics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I ended up spinning it three more times because I just kept doing the same thing over again. I was just like, uh, did you have somebody know. eventually? Cons- I say was Matt with with you that day, and he couldn't. No, I was I was I was just solo. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. wow, uh, brave. So that's the the best part is is doing that a few times, and then somebody usually about the second or third time that you spin out like that. Someone's like, hey, man, uh, you want someone to ride with you yeah, this next one? Yeah, Dean did that to me, like, instantly. <laughs> yeah. Dean's like, you want somebody to ride with you? I'll ride with you. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't know who you are, but uh, it helped. So, But then yeah. after that, you're like, oh, gotcha. This makes sense now as yeah. they start screaming at you, telling you what you're doing wrong. So, yeah. Well, that was cool. So, so you kind of got into it after that. You got hooked, though. You, you know, you're bitten by the bug. And, like, right. this is clearly something I want to do. I want to get better and better and better. Sure. Did you do the, the rookie thing, too, where you just start throwing mods at the car, thinking, like, that's going to make you a better driver? No. Smart man. Smart. And uh, actually, that was the way to, to go. Yeah. Uh, so I actually did – I think I finished up – 08 just with one event i think i did two or three events in 09 okay um and the tires were shot by then yes so those, <laughs> those those tires only lasted like five or seven thousand miles because i was also street driving the car was my daily driver at the time and then uh in 2010 is actually where i had a huge change so mm-hmm. i went to um i don't know if you guys would know these tires but it was dunlap star specs star uh, specs I've yes. never heard of it was like the 200 treadwear tire to have at that time and uh that was actually like where you get in the car and eric you've experienced this where you've driven on a really poor tire and then you get on these new 200 treadwear tires and you're like holy cow well the super the super one went from the michelins to the falcons on the back and the uh the bfs or bridgestones on the front i can't remember which uh, yeah the re 71 yeah yeah. Yeah, bridgestone bridgestones yeah Yeah, just unbelievable difference Yeah. yeah yeah the car actually hooks yeah i mean it's quiet too I mean, when you drive a car that's on suspect tires, I mean, you're squealing at every turn. You put decent tires on there, you're sticking, and you're quiet. It's mm-hmm. like stealth mode. It's yeah, crazy. it is kind of interesting because that's how you know if someone's on a good tire. It doesn't make a whole lot of noise yeah. Yeah, at all. It does not scream. Yeah. So it is kind of interesting. Um, so I went on to actually perform uh, pretty well. So back then in 2010, they had a, um, a trophy called FTDIS, which okay. is Fastest Time of the Day Index Street Tire. Because back then, everyone actually ran R comps gotcha. uh, for their regular classes. Does right. that automatically bump you into prepared class if you're running different comp tires? So back then, no. You okay. would run a stock class. It was actually called a stock instead so of street. So an R comp, is that like a Hoosier or something? Or what? Yeah, it's like okay. Hoosier. Yeah, Hoosier okay. A7. So, um, the kind that pick up the rocks and go tick, 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 tick. Heck, even the new 200 treadwear yeah, the new tires hundred, do that. Yeah, yeah, the do they really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah I, I don't know how much of an actual 200 treadwear tire they truly are. but yeah. Well, that's the difference between asphalt and concrete, though. I will say this. When you go out to uh, Rantoul on the concrete, mm-hmm. you don't quite get the rocks the same way you do out at Pekin Airport. Yes and no. Yep. So, yeah. So you'll find out in Nationals how much you actually pick up oh, really? on concrete. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. There's a have, have you do you know what OPR is? No. It's other people's rubber. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a funny name. It's a slang. But yeah, come you'll on. you'll come in and the car's clunking. You're like, "What is that noise?" You picked up chunks. It's, it's chunks of rubber <laughs> stuck to your tire. 
Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So it's a real thing. OPR. Yeah, OPR. So you down with OPR? Yeah, you know me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So in 2010, it was actually a big changing point as far as with the tires, and uh, it allowed me to actually pre- kind of get a good understanding of what the car can do and handle. Um, gotcha. So I started to improve as a driver tremendously in 2010 and 2011. So those are your seasons where you kind of were, you know, just learning, learning, learning to pilot your. Yep. Well, because you and it's different too when you're driving something on a daily basis. You kind of, you know, maybe toss it into an off ramp here or there. You know, you get you, you kind of get a feel for the car, and then you know on race day it's different, right? You know, you kind of okay, I know what I can do, I know what I can push, but now we're actually gonna we're gonna crank it up a notch. Does it make you feel a little bit more connected when you have something you you've just got lots and lots of seat time in as, as your daily driver plus your enthusiast car? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, now it's not your daily, right? You're, no, you're coming it's not and going. my daily. I pretty much just I get it out when I do an event can't, or can't pick, get the three pick kids up the. Yeah, you know, I pick up one of the kids from school every once in a while, and, but that's about it. Yeah, with um, the numbers on it and everything, that's cool. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. That's that's, that's too much attention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but you. I mean, as far as that goes, though, you know that car inside and out. And yeah, by the ab- time absolutely two seasons roll in there, you kind of you're, you're getting the hang of it. You're you're improving. You're sharpening up. Um, what's kind of the what's kind of the first big mod that you start putting money into? Because I I doubt she's stock right now. Yeah, she's definitely not stock right now. I actually left her stock for uh, a long time. Yeah. Um, so the biggest change was in 2012. I actually could afford to get R comps, and uh, I actually ended up winning um, the championship at Champaign County Sports Car Club. Right on. And oh. uh, funny story is I had no idea I was winning. So really? I was at uh, one of the last events of the year. I think it was like October or November. Uh, they do late in the year. And someone come up to me and they're like, you're coming tomorrow, aren't you? I was, well, I wasn't planning on it. And I said, why? They're like, well, you're winning the championship right now. I was like, <laughs> really? They're like, yeah. And they, But to qualify, you have to do 15 events. You're at 14. 15 events. And so uh, I came back the next day, won my class, and won the championship. So Congratulations. Good for so you. That's pretty cool. And how old, like, that was what, 10 years ago? Yeah. And so how old was the car at this point? Four years old. No, five years old. Yeah. So it's got some, it's got some years on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's been through some winners. You know, as far as mechanically, everything on the Z holding up as far as that goes. Yeah, I'm still on stock bushings. I'm like seriously. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff still. Seriously, yeah. wow. That, so. That's I always like finding that out too, especially if it's something someone's hammering on a. Especially with these potholes and all this yeah. stuff we're running yeah. through now, yeah. um, it's it's a real testament of, the, of of a car's build quality to have something that holds up like that. Oh yeah, so. no, I've 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 beat the crap out of that car. And, uh, <laughs> it just it just keeps solid. So Takes no, it's it. been a good car. Good. Absolutely. And it, it's eaten probably more cones than any other car I've ever witnessed, too. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's got tough front bumper. Never replace that front clip, huh? Uh, no, but it, there's some zip ties under there. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's nothing to be expected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. Oh, uh, the side so, skirts have, have taken a beating as well. Yeah, yeah they. So, oh, yeah. Zip ties are a rite of passage, I think, they are. in any car. I mean, we use them when we're off-roading. We use them on the track. We use them everywhere. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, right on. All right. Well, cool. Um, let's kind of do. We want to the social media thing. I saw. I it's it's just, we can punt. We can come back to it. <laughs> That's fine. You know, but seriously, let's just hit on it real quick. It's a it's a picture. Have you seen this picture? No. Okay. No. I was I was online and this popped up twice. Simple trick to lower your car fuel consumption by fifty five percent. And it's a guy sticking the Coke Zero 
in a, in a, <laughs> in a I don't know, like a 14-ounce bottle into his gas can. And uh, I want to click it, but uh, I don't want to click it because next thing you know, I'll, be, I'll get some virus on my computer. Right, or something. Hacked or something. Anyway, so this is by Michael Rosen, and uh, I think it's from Scripps News Service. But anyway, KGTV <laughs> says an ad going around online shows Coca-Cola being poured into a gas tank with a caption, simple trick to lower fuel consumption by 55%. So should you take a stab at pouring a Coke into your car, Daryl? I was just going to do that tonight, yeah. actually. Definitely not, they say. What? Yeah, the website no Snopes clicked on the ad, which led to a page advertising Echo Plus, which is a technical device that connects to your car. But in the email, the company said the ad was not their Coke and it was not related to their product. Experts agree that putting Coca-Cola in your gas tank can ruin your car. <laughs> this is uh, part of the revelations published in this month's episode of Duh. <laughs> Yeah. What right. the heck? I, you know, you're it, it, anytime gas spikes, you see those yeah. weird infomercials pop up for like the things you put in your air filter or like the um, what is it? There's some other thing you put on your gas line. Dude, I had a guy. All these gimmicks. These uh, these modules you stick in the commu- onboard communication port. It supposedly gives them better fuel economies. What the guy said to me, he's like, "Oh yeah, you just plug it in there," and uh, I don't know if it works or not, but you know, we bought it. And I said, listen, I'm just going to tell you something. I've been doing it. I've been here for like 30 years. <laughs> if Toyota knew of a way for you to get one more mile per gallon, it'd be built in the car. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you're going to plug into the communication port on this car to make it get better fuel economy. The manufacturer didn't already try and figure out. They get charged by the federal government for their cafe standards. They, a half of a percent yeah. you know, would save them thousands of dollars every year. Hundreds of thousands, probably. So you just feel bad for people that get suckered into that. Yeah, it makes a turbo turbine yeah. wind flow into my intake, and that gives me better fuel economy. It's called the tornado. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure it is. How much was it? Nineteen ninety-five. Three payments in nineteen ninety-five. I'd say that's half a tank you of know, gas, but that's not even half a tank of gas. But anymore. you're right, though. High fuel or high fuel prices make people do stupid things. Yeah, all the snake oil salesmen come out. Yeah. <laughs> you you dirty rats. All right, so let's get back to Jason. Let's get back to the regular stuff here. So uh, we had a bunch of questions we threw here at Jason uh, online, and I'm sure he's got all these these scripted answers for us, but uh, we'll just get away from all that, right? <laughs> so first off, we, we joked about this a long time ago about track day insurance. Mm-hmm. You're an insurance agent. Yes. So I'm thinking, insurance agent drives a, track, a race car. you got to sell track day insurance. And then you're like, no, I don't do that. I think we went. Did we say it on a show one time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was listening to the show and I was like, "Yeah, I don't do that. That's not me." Yeah. So, uh, what what type of coverage? That would be a separate if I event roll, policy. When we sign up, I mean, uh, are we covered at all? No, not at all. Okay. And my insurance agent hates hearing that I'm doing any racing on any cars. Yeah, you're not covered. Yeah. Okay. Does he yeah. just put his fingers in his ear and go la 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 said, la la? That's I don't pretty know much this. what he said. You're not telling me. Yeah. This yeah. Right usually now. in the language it says any timed event, anything of racing. Yeah, it's you're not covered. So whatsoever. street racing's not covered either. <laughs> well. <laughs> Wait, there's a clause? <laughs> well, well, technically not a uh, sanctioned event. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, well, it depends on how truthful you are when you turn it in. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I usually say, if you are forthcoming, is usually. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think mostly when we're racing at the Pekin Airport, when we're racing at Mossville, mm-hmm. the only thing you could do is be stupid and drive into something. For the most part, even if you spin out, you're going to hit cones, you're going to hit gravel, you're going to hit grass. I mean, realistically, what can you do to your car at those events? You would require an insurance claim, right? Well, we did have an incident out there. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Or if I was there, there for but, that. Yeah. Um, we'll kind of keep that under wraps. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I vaguely um, remember that, too. Well, it, so, wasn't, it wasn't uh, 
it wasn't that we're trying to keep it under the rug. It just was one of those deals that happened. We took care of it, and you just you, right. everybody had to delete their phones because nobody wants to show that. Hey, look what happened in Peking last weekend. Right, we exactly. got the video of it right here. No, it's Next, no you know, good. It's a TikTok. So, yeah, and you know, you know, we did have actually um, that camper that was out there this uh, this last time, last event. Yeah, yeah. So that's always an exposure you have to kind of watch out for, and just make sure we set up the course that it stays away from it, because uh, obviously we don't we don't want to have incidents for anybody. So. That leads to you probably when you set the course up, you know where you have to be as far as the boundary lines. You can only be so close objects and stuff like that, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's part of the safety steward stuff. Which, um, as a designer, I try to actually try to get, be ahead of that so that actually a uh, safety steward doesn't have to um, to make those changes on a course. Okay, so. we got uh, we have a couple of stewards, but that's what you guys keep hammering on. We need more volunteers for that stuff, right? Yeah, big time. Um, we need at least five, six different people that can can be a safety steward at an event because without a safety steward, we can't put on an event. So, and I guess we haven't said this. Jason is the head. You're the president of the Central Illinois Region SCCA. Correct. So he yeah. he's the king. I'm on the board. I'm I'm the social media guy. So yeah, I just, you see, I just, I you see Eric all over there. The I just get to sit page. in the corner and like do posts. I'm like, oh, you guys are doing cones? I, I, I'm over here doing this. But Jason's like the buck stops here, so he's out there setting it up. He's he's the safety guy, but he's also organizing all the minions. Uh, so everything we talk about tonight with Jason is is coming from the head honcho, the big cheese, all that stuff, right? Well, I don't know about big cheese, but <laughs> it's what your business I, card says. I well, yeah, exactly. No, no I, I couldn't do without the uh, the great volunteers we have and the team of guys that we have. Um, I just try to put put it together and organize the best I can. And um, but, but, but so without them, I, I, I can't do anything. Yeah, it's volunteers. Yeah, I mean, everything. So, so going back to the test and tune, I mean, that was like light volunteers. We have you know, a few people. Everybody knows what's going on. But on a regular event, we need everybody there ready to volunteer and do their, right. their yeah, duty. Yeah, we, uh, we definitely could use about three more solid people. Um, to really fine tune everything that we're doing out there uh, and make it look, you know, far as seamless on put on event and um, being efficient. So right now we have, uh, I just want to give a shout out to, to the guys yeah, that do yes, help. So yeah. we got Eric, yourself, which uh, very appreciative, uh, Chris Frederick, Chase uh, Kettling, uh, Charlie Miller. Oh, oh my Charlie. God. Charlie yeah, gets Sean third wow. Sean Tumulty. Yeah. Uh, am, I, am I missing anybody here? I don't want to miss Matt. that. Uh, Matt Peters. Yeah, Matt's, Matt's been great. Um, Matt was out there all weekend, no car to drive, and uh, was there from the beginning till we closed down. Uh, that guy, that guy, that, that's, what, that's what you need. Yeah. Uh, guys like that just just love to help and help out the sport and he's got I mean, an old subie that's struggling and yeah. just, he just he just knows he's in between cars but he still comes out and helps out so yeah that's and awesome. we're all just volunteers i mean yeah. um no no one's getting paid by, yeah. by any means and we just want to try to you know oh yeah well yeah i got a patreon for the group no, <laughs> there we go. just spin it up yeah no so those guys are huge and yeah and so uh um and recently we uh recruited eric bonk uh, oh, did we? Yeah. Good deal. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah, so. your friend's there. And he's a listener. Yes. He's a listener, so yeah. shout out to Eric. Uh, another fellow Miata. There's there, there's a lot of Miatas here in central Illinois. Yes. So he came out with his daughter on Test and Tune Day. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he was driving pretty good. Driving yeah. pretty aggressive. I watched him. You know, he's locking up that driver's front wheel, going around some cones, having a good time. He's done a lot of work for, to yeah. prep it for this season. And that car is beautiful as far as like... Yes, he keeps it very clean oh for me. Oh, my gosh. It's one of the cleanest first gens I've seen. And he's not afraid to, to get out there. Well, that's the thing. Sunday yeah. when his daughter wasn't there, 
I think I saw him spin out for the first time ever. <laughs> he really? was get, he was getting on it on Sunday. Good for yeah. him. Now now Eric has been around longer than all of us. Really? Yeah. So he used to actually autocross back in the days when they ran at ICC. Okay. Uh, so Do you remember he's, what he he's been doing it a long time. Do you remember what he used to run around in? You know, I don't. He had like a Dodge Dakota. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Convertible? Yeah. No, it wasn't a convertible. We'll get to that later. Yeah. yeah. Eric's actually a great driver. Yeah, he has a great line. So he's just actually picking he's it back so up. He's so subdued. Gonna, you're going to see him at the top soon. So yeah. subdued. He's a good dude. Uh, he also has a tie into Matt Shepard. You mentioned Matt Shepard. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely. done some, some yeah. custom work for his rides over the years, uh, including, uh, wasn't it like a like a Honda, like a B18 powered Mini? He had a Mini Cooper for yep. a while. He had a yeah. few Minis. Yes. With yeah. like this full custom Honda driveline yes. in it with like a full. I was surprised he got rid of that because the car was hot as hell. Well, it was beautiful. Matt, Matt likes to. To get a lot of different cars. <laughs> sorry, oh, no sorry, about that. sorry Dude, Matt. Yeah, if no, he's listening, yeah. no, there's like a weird cross pollination thing. It seems like the more we run into people, the more they all know each other. I oh. think I think we uh, we've got very similar interests, and we we know there's a lot of people that have our disease. Yeah. I'm just going to call it a disease yeah. uh, <laughs> because that's what it is. Uh, Jason's got young kids. When you have young kids, you can hold off on the. You got ten years. Ten years from now, you'll probably. Uh, God knows, Katie bar the door. You'll be uh, you'll be messing with all kinds of things in your car, or change oh. out cars. Who knows? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I hope. So when we had Joe Feaster on here, like one of I think maybe episode ten or twelve or something like that. It, it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joe had talked about when the group Central Illinois Region SCCA kind of like fell by the wayside, and I think it disappeared for what, like five years or something like that. Yeah. So I think. 2010 was the last year that it ran before we picked it back up in 2015. Okay. So the original uh, rebirth, we'll call it, uh, in 2015 was uh, myself, David Nolan, Raymond Wise, and Chris Frederick. So Chris and I are the last of the two of the originals um, uh, from that time. And so, yeah. So you guys were just like running champagne, doing other stuff. You're like, you know, let's bring it back to Peoria or what? Yeah. So we... We all were running at Champagne because that was the only really autocross in the area, um, and that's where a lot of actu- a lot of us actually started. and And those guys do a phenomenal job oh, yeah. over at Champagne County Sports Art Club, and they've went through several you know different presidents, and every single one of them has has done a great job, and they still do a great job. Um, so we like to support them when we can, uh, but we wanted to bring autocross back to the Peoria area uh, because it had run for years and years and. And uh, it's a lot of work um, yeah. to put on the events. It's it's taxing. You're the first ones there, and you're the last ones to leave. And when you only have uh, so many hands on deck, it, it it's exhausting. So, um, but we wanted to you know bring it back, and uh, we we were helping out BMW Club at the time, actually at Mossville. Okay. And uh, so there was a you know, group of us, and we we're like, hey, you want to you know get Central Illinois Region back up and run it? And so we looked into it and. And that's that's where we start. But like everything we have now, like the trailer and all the cones, it was that stuff just laying around from five years ago, or do you have to rebuild everything? So no, there was actually quite a bit of equipment okay. um, that um, that it was around. I think Marty Urbank actually had it. If you if you know Marty, he's I know great. Mitch, he's his brother, guy. I think. Okay, yeah. Uh, Marty still is actually our uh, liaison to Cat now. Okay, um, and uh, so he's always been super supportive. And I believe he had the equipment, so we actually got it from him. But then we had to update a lot of a lot sure. of stuff because we actually used cables back in the day. We finally got wireless timing in the last few years. 
Um, there was no trailer. We're actually on our second trailer. Oh, really? Because uh, our first trailer we had, it was just, it was cramped. It was way too small. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then we upgraded to the trailer we have. It's a big tandem uh, axle. We have now. I, mean, I, I don't know. The tongue weight's probably, what, four or 500 pounds on this thing? Uh, 450. Yeah. I had, I had to look it up because my, my poor little avalanche is squatting bad. I'm like, man, this thing needs some love. But anyway. <laughs> it's a big trailer. It's, and it's chock full. Yeah, so I so I was thinking about it. I think we're we're somewhere between six and seven thousand pounds. Yeah, uh, with that trailer, it's just cones, all cones, all just, yeah, just race day <laughs> materials or oh, what? Oh, like, just oh yeah, all sorts of stuff. Weird. Helmets, cones, tables. and speakers, and helmets, and uh, all kinds of gear. Yeah, so all sorts wow. of stuff. So it adds up. Yeah, I think we have four hundred and fifty cones in there. So, it's a so good collection. Back in twenty fifteen, when you rolled it back out, where so we were at Mossville. And yeah. ICC. Yeah, so no, just Mossville. Okay. I think all of our events were at Mossville. And so think, how many people would show up for those events? Oh, we would uh, probably 70, 80. Oh, still a lot. Okay. Yeah, so our numbers back then were actually higher um, when than they are now. So I don't know where those people went. But um, What's your membership now, just for the record? Well, membership has, in, has increased uh, quite a bit, actually. I think 50%. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as the participation gotcha. uh, okay. numbers were were much higher. And actually, back in 2010, uh, they would sell out the event in three days, mm. uh, 85 <laughs> drivers, and well, you had, then you had to go on a waiting list. Um, and so you'd only get like five or six runs, right? Six. Yeah. 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 Back then, that's crazy. Yeah. So actually, with a lot of clubs, I know you're newer to this, so you, you've gotten <laughs> spoiled, but. Uh, yeah, you used to actually go to an event much later in the day. And um, even before buying time, I guess some of them used to get like four runs. Holy crap. And uh, and then it, it got, you know, six became the standard. And now it's almost eight or plus is yeah. actually the is the standard. So test and tune day, that this was also part of the cast. Because some people, I was, myself included, because part of the tuning for me was just messing with GoPro stuff. I was out there messing with that stuff. That was like my first hour, just screwing with cords, mount spots, and all that stuff. Like, this is technically tuning because this is stuff mm-hmm. I need to do while we're out here. Sounds stupid. But in the meantime, other guys had done like 10 runs already. I mean, yeah, I think is. Tim, I told Tim, I said, you're getting your money's worth today. I think he had 30 runs that day. Oh, yeah. wow. I, the top recorded time was 24. Okay. But that, <laughs> but there were some that I'm sure that were ran through that cars they just didn't like get that. recorded in the, yeah. in the computer. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of runs. So, so there's tons of different ways you can get into auto sports. I mean, yeah. you know, there's drag racing, there's drifting, there's you know, road rallies like Eric goes on in the winter that cheese freeze and talks about, that. and that sounds like a blast. What was it about um, you know autocross, SCCA racing that really drew you in uh, to to get this involved in it? Sure. Um, Really? So so with the autocross, and Eric can attest to this, is um, the adrenaline rush you get with yeah. with a run. Um, there's not much out there besides, oh, I would, so I played baseball, so I would equivalent to hitting a home run like almost every time you get to drive. Because huh. it's, it's just, um, it's full out the entire time. Yeah. There is no kind of cozy in between unless you really wanted to which i don't know why you do that but that's probably why i hit so many cones because i don't back off but uh um you know i've done skydiving before and it's actually similar to like just the adrenaline kick um i can see that yeah so it 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 kind of sucks you in in that way 
Uh, one thing I would like to have more, though, is more more seat time. So you don't get a ton of drive time with it. And I think, so I've been trying to figure out how you solve that problem with autocross. And TNT, doing mm-hmm. a test and tune, is one of, that, one of those ways. So mm-hmm. if you get 25, 30 runs, if you didn't get enough seat time, that was really on on yeah. you. So. Yeah. And that might have been why Sunday, I, I wasn't feeling the adrenaline kick. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to tell you, the first year I did it with the Celica and and – and, and the the Forts FRS, I literally was like shaking like this after yeah. just you, you'd be in your session and you'd just be it was like crack. It was yeah. crazy. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah. So I used to get butterflies every year for years, yeah. for probably for the first eight years at least. I remember with the Supra at Champaign County, I would have throw up. Yeah, it was like, that, I don't even like, like stage fright. I don't want to drive this car. There was so much pressure for one to drive yeah. that car yeah. and drive it well. And then Mike Fort shows up at one of those things. That was like my first time out there, and I was terrible in the thing, you know. Yeah. But there's just there's so much pressure, and then, then you get an anxiety thing, and then you got the adrenaline kicking in, yeah. and just like oh god, I need to go out back and just pitch. I, yeah, I, I actually <laughs> miss that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I, I didn't feel have like it on Sunday. That's what I'm saying. It was it was kind of funny on this past Sunday. I'm like, and you're you're yelling at me the whole time. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, it's cool. I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Like I, and that, that tempering, like I said, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. It's good and bad at the same time. You're not, you're not feeling that first time feeling like that excitement. Yeah. So yeah. how do you get more time? Well, and I try not to yell at you in a, in a negative <laughs> in that way, angry, right? in that angry yeah. Jason yeah. Daly voice. Yeah. yeah. Like a drill sergeant, uh, like full metal jacket. No, 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 no I, it's actually good. No, Eric, Eric does a great job actually listening and driving. He's tolerant. Yeah, whatever. What's up with you? Yeah. He, he needs to learn, though, to uh, break a little bit more before he goes into I'm right here. You can talk to me. Yeah. So, okay. I was just well, talking to Daryl. Yeah. You know, no, we're having a conversation. Because he doesn't <laughs> listen when I tell him, like, you should break, and he's still hitting the gas. So, you know, see, I might see, as well tell Daryl, and then yeah. Daryl will relate it. I'll relay the feedback to him. Thanks. We'll have a one on one later. Daryl, you want to talk? All right. Yeah, we'll we'll do a one on one. No, Eric. No, Eric, you're, you're good. You do a good job. No, no, it's uh, anyway. It's getting sidetracked here. Let's let's all pat ourselves on the back, right? No, it's good. It, it, it's fun to see people actually coming from a sports background, and Eric comes from a multitude of different backgrounds, a milieu, uh, if you will. There is some element of competitiveness, though, right? I mean, it's fun. You guys are talking about having that camaraderie and helping each other be better drivers and season versus you know the new newer folks that come on. But there, at the at the core of this, there's still some element of this guy's got a similar car to me. I'm going to whoop him, or I'm going to try to shave some time off my times this tra- this this time so that next season you know we're a little more even. Do you get that kind of bitter rivalry, or is it is it still more everybody's Everybody's out there to have a good time. No, I would say the uh, competitiveness is extremely high. Is it? So yeah, no, I think that was a, a very good question. Um, some of some of the guys go to extremes to get a tenth of a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So that's one. That well, is I guess one we thing. We watched that last year. We watched yeah. a guy strip his car and rebuild the whole car yeah. just just to try and get. Yeah, he wanted to be the fastest guy. And he just it, the, and what to drop weight or something. Every, every, he did everything. He uh. he changed the engine. He changed the tires. Changed suspension. Stripped the car. Took everything out of it. And still was middle of the pack all day. And that's mm. just. But that yeah. at some point you just need to listen and, and ride with other people and, and learn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, kind of back to your. Your question of the competitors, though. So, like, for instance, if you go to a track day, you're not competing against anybody. Mm. There's no time. Mm-hmm. And so it has a different feel versus you actually go to an autocross event 
and there is someone that has consistently been neck and neck with you or beat you all the time, you're like, sure, I'm going to beat that guy mm-hmm. today. And uh, that happens a lot. Um, yeah, so it's, it, I would say actually it's pretty fierce. But uh, nobody's getting into fisticuffs. No, like, no, no, no. It's no, not no, that, yeah. that. But like Sean would run up to me and go, what'd you get, what'd you get? And I yeah. didn't realize Sean and I were both in B Street. Had I known that, see, I'm still so stupid with this stuff. And I don't care if I want a t-shirt. Yeah. I don't care. But uh, we were only <laughs> half second apart from each other, something like that. Yeah, it's close. And what yeah. kind of car is he running? He was driving a stock Miata. Yeah, so okay. so a lot of times, so if there's not enough cars in one class, we'll bump some of the, the cars together. Uh, gotcha. those and so they'll have a handicap that tries to even it out. So he was he's keeping track. He's smarter on this stuff than I am. But, I, again, I don't care. At the end of the day, I'm like, oh, man. Because I'm thinking, if I would have tried a little harder, right. I mean, it's always like one more run. If I would have tried harder. Every yeah. time I ran, I think I was trying to do the best I could at the time. So there was nothing else. I mean, I can look back, but you can't dwell on that stuff. No. So next time I go out, if if Sean's out there, I, I guess I'm probably going to be in Sean's class, so I'm probably going to be trying to gun for his time, so that'll be what we go for. So mm-hmm. that's fun because, you know what, I don't think he, he is that competitive about it, and I'm not that competitive about it, but it, it's definitely bragging rights if I can beat him since he just beat me in Pekin, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I also like, too, when, when they come out and see these things, it's fun to see the assortment of vehicles that show up. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about a lot of Miatas on the course. Uh, you know, you see... You know, some Zs, you'll see just a wide smattering of stuff. But then, like, I think you uploaded a video last time of, like, like an older Benz. Like some that AMG two-door, yeah. two-door yeah. C-class or something just giving it heck. And I'm like, i never seen anybody drive a Benz like that. Yeah. And the thing was actually doing Luda? pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Alan Lugo. Lugo that's yeah. that's his awesome. uh, Benz. And he, he can drive that thing. Yes, it's, he can. It's actually very entertaining to watch. I love seeing that. I love seeing cars that show up on a course, and you're like, you always kind of wonder what they'd be like, and then you see somebody put it through its paces. You're like, I might look at one of those on a used lot now. You know, I mean, it, it kind of gives you a little perspective of some vehicles you never would have thought what's, you'd want. What's fun sure. is we do tech. Sean and I do tech uh, every morning, and when a car shows up we've never seen before. We get, like, giddy, almost like cars and coffee. Like, ooh, what's that? Who's that? Where are they from? And you go out and look at the stickers in their windshield. They're like, oh, they're from, uh, you know, uh, Quad Cities or something like that. You can Uh tell what region they've been in or Champaign County. And you're like, never seen that car before. Yeah, I thought I'd come down here and check it out. Like, yeah, look, you know, tell us all about the car. It's fun. It's hilarious. We turn into little schoolboys, you know. Oh, you're running these uh, BF Goodriches? How do you like those? You know, you kind of pick them for information. Yeah. If you ever have somebody, you know, when you tech a car – you ever have a car fail tech, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, you drove two hours, but you can't run here because yeah. yeah, it's, it's going to explode." We had a guy last year that drove from the, Wisconsin, the kid from Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. He had a Honda, yeah, and uh, just I don't know if, if I caught it or Sean caught it, but there was a clicking in the back end, and uh, mm. we we had three guys look at it, and just there was a yeah, we, tie rod bushing or something that yeah. wasn't wasn't good. Yeah, it, was, it was very loose. It was very sketch yeah if he would have driven it might have the wheel might have fallen well and then still to drive home it's just there's too many variables and it's it's not worth it and but it felt really bad the kid rode with a couple people and then drove home that day uh i I tell you this probably the weirdest thing was this last time some guys showed up and i'm not gonna dwell too long on it but they showed up and we changed some of the procedures so they drove right into the the pekin airport they parked their cars inside the the uh, paddock and then they walked up to register. They go, where do you register? I'm like, well, I don't know how you guys got here, but walk back over there and register. 
and then they came back just just throwing f bombs around. Something happened; they didn't register properly, hmm. and yeah, uh, it was a waiver thing for a minor. And unfortunately, we have to we have to um, abide by the yeah. You can't can't fudge it. The rules. I feel really bad because I, I mean I I don't want to ever tell anyone that they can't run. Um, sure, but it's it's a very serious thing, and right, um, right. unfortunately, there has been incidences where minors have been seriously injured and. Um, it protects to, everybody. We have to, we have to uh, abide by those. You know, the venues are so hard to come by these days. Yeah. Right. So you can't you can't have a, a loose cannon running around out there risking, you know, the whole whole yeah. venture right now. Yeah. There's other opportunities for youngsters, family members, friends, whatever, to get involved. That maybe is not that opportunity. You know, there's others, who, you know, if they want to help get the car mechanically prepped or they want to kind of be a spectator or they want to, you know, get involved in some other way. That's just not the right way. Let me ask you this: as far as registration goes, are you guys all online? Uh, do you guys do like uh, when when somebody registers for an event, things like that? Is it do you have it all online? They can pay online, or is it still kind of show up the day of, fill out the paperwork? No, actually, we prefer online. It actually makes the day go so much smoother. Gotcha. Um, so uh, you can find almost all the events for many regions on motorsportsreg dot com. Okay, and uh, that's where you would register for our our events. And uh, it does save you some money, too, by registering online because we do charge an extra $10 for walk-up because it makes it that much easier to put on and run an event. Sure. Um, well, COVID, COVID kind of helped that. I mean, it, it spurred us to, to do the online registration, to do the online waivers. So when people show up in the morning, instead of having to go through all these forms, you know, walk. I mean, it used to be this, 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 talk to this person. Get your yeah. Now it's just show me your phone. Show me you got your waivers done. Yep. You've already electronically registered. You paid. It saves yeah. so much time. Yeah. Check so it, in, get your work assignment, and you're ready to go. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it makes everything easy, and nobody's got to carry around a briefcase full of checks or cash yeah. and papers, yeah. and yeah. yeah, yeah. And absolutely. so, and now that COVID basically is over, I mean, nobody wants to go back to that. It's like, right. all right, it, yeah. And one of the things that I, I'm not sure everyone knows is that we actually don't run your credit card until like the day of the event, gotcha. so you can register and still cancel. And money has not transferred. There's been several before. times that Dean's called me, hey, uh, you did something wrong. We registered. You put your credit card in there. Yeah. Well, I already raced, Dean. Screw you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're over on Motorsports Reg, too, now. That's handy. Oh, was that a different site? Yeah, it was on Axware where they That's had, right. they had to charge first. And, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Now, and, and shout out to Dean. Dean uh, Dean was one of also the, the early. Uh, Two-time guests. The other earlier guests, we, we kind of got interested in this. And Eric's been a. Obviously interested in this uh, this this hobby for many many years, and uh, folks like Dean, it's nice to have him on because he was a great advocate for people getting involved for the first time, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. I think they're um, you know autocross seems to be one of those things that people might have be you know they might be exposed to they might have a friend who does it or someone at work and like talk about it, but they won't take that plunge because like well I don't have a car or I don't have a car that I think is good enough to do something like that with. But I've seen people out there with, I mean, no offense, but like a fairly stock Civic or yeah. uh, an older, uh, you know, F body or you know, an older Mustang GT, and it's just like, give give it a shot. What would you say to somebody who's on the fence who might want to get involved, but just doesn't think that they can? Yeah, no, I, you're you're absolutely right. So we have cars from Honda Civics to McLarens that show up. Um, it doesn't really matter really what you drive. And perfect example is my, my cousin actually, who, who got 20, 25 runs at the last test in tune. Uh, uh, who's your cousin? Chad. He had the silver BMW 330. Oh, he's your cousin. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, for years he would tell me, I want to go out there and do it, but my car's not ready. My car's not. I was like, no, just come out. It doesn't, 
doesn't matter. Just just bring it out. And sure. So yeah, yeah I th- I think people are uh, afraid of you know I, I don't really know what they're afraid of, but yeah, just bring out what you have. You'll we'll put you in the appropriate class, especially if you're new. You'll go into novice. You're not competing against uh, people that've been doing it for years, and it allows you to you know kind of get your feet wet and uh, mm-hmm. just get started and uh, and ask for help. Um, we, yeah, yeah we, all of us are out there. We we love to help, especially myself. I love to teach and instruct, and um, so I'm passionate about that, and I just want to help people. So even um, if he has an angry face, just yeah. If I have an angry head. face, I'm not really angry, as Eric, Eric always thinks I'm like, pissed <laughs> off or something. Not at all. Think about him and Dean. Think about Dean. Dean's yeah. like, come talk to me, talk to me. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Jason over there. I'll help you. I'm but just, he, I'm, I'm just very focused. He's just, yeah, he's in the zone. He's like he's Maverick. In the zone. It's he's hilarious. Top Gun. He's, different different yeah, personalities so, in the zone. Yeah, Jason so. scared me for a long time. Yeah. Well, it's it's intimidating. I will say this. Uh, I had friends back home that you, that that were involved in that, and I, I went to a couple different events with the Madison Sports Car Club in my early 20s. And the thing that I got was it was the it was the butterflies. You know, the first few times you're doing it, but I had this weird intimidation because. Uh, you know, people were coming out there with like Audi S4s that were, you know, at the time, I don't know what they are now, but, you know, they were pretty expensive cars and Corvettes and Porsches and stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm out of my element. You know, if I crash this, I can't go to work tomorrow. Uh, and I, I had this weird thing I got in my own head. Whereas my other friends were driving older beater Mustangs or um, Eagle Talons and stuff. This is a long time ago, like early 2000s. And they're like, who cares? Like, if I crash this thing, I don't care. Like, but they weren't crashing anything. I'm, right. I'm just saying that mentality in your early 20s, I think I want to go back and do something now. But I don't have a car that, <laughs> like, I would actually have to go buy something fun and, and, and decent. You know, but that's how I got into it. The $200 car challenge we had at the dealership. Yeah. You know, we all found beaters. Is that we, where your Celica came from? Yeah. It was a $200. We had a $200 car challenge at the dealership. No kidding. And I, I <laughs> pulled off some Camry tires off a trade-in and yeah. took that sucker out and, and fumigated the place for mosquitoes <laughs> with the yeah. oil was burning. Yeah, but uh, smoked around the whole thing. <laughs> You didn't have any bugs for but you know miles. What? That's no. I mean, but not, like ev- that. not everybody can do that. Not everybody has the stones to to, to find a beater sure. and go out there and completely embarrass themselves. I was with a group of guys who were willing to do that. So yeah, I uh, mean that does help. You kind of have to throw a little bit of your not dignity or pride, but oh, like def- definitely yeah. it's ego. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and that maybe gets back to your you know the competitive stuff. It's not competitive at a level of being a good driver. It's a Who's gonna? What are people gonna think of me when I show up? Are they gonna think I'm a, an idiot or I don't know how to drive or I have a cheap old car? Yeah. Get out there, do it, enjoy it. I've seen I've seen older guys take like Ford Taurus SHOs around the track and just have a grin and ear to ear because they just don't care. It's fun, mm-hmm. and they go back and they go back, and then next year they show up with like maybe a ten year old Boxster or you know like something cool, yeah. and they get more and more involved, and that seems like that's kind of how it starts. Yeah, so. absolutely. So one thing we're working on this year, and I wanted to bring you on, maybe talk a little bit about this too. Um, so you and I had talked, and you said, "Hey, what would be the po- prospects of us working on the the Fort Supra and taking that thing to nationals this year?" And I I wanted to go to nationals last year because nationals, and I don't know if it was a local group or some SCCA email came out and said, "Hey, we'd love for people to come out and just." write some stories or take pictures and videos, stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I'd love to do that. I'd, I'd just like to go do that. And then you said something about it. I'm like, oh, this would be great. This I could have a great time doing this. And so I said something to the forts. They said, well, that sounds sounds fine to us. And you gave us like a grocery list of stuff. Not really a grocery list, but a few things we could improve on the car. And uh, Pat Fort's like, 
Yeah, we can do that. We're going to change the exhaust. We're going to do a few things. But uh, do, I, I'm impressed that the Supra kind of brought you out. I mean, do you think that car is the car to make it through a whole year and, and to get to nationals? Yeah, I think I think it is. Um, so last year, the Supra finished, I think, uh, one of the drivers, great driver, uh, David Marcus, um, finished third in nationals, which um, as far as a little background on nationals, it'll be – 1200 drivers that meet in lincoln nebraska um and a lot of them are the best of the best in the country and for that car to finish that high up it's definitely like a car to have mm-hmm. um so yeah it's a it's a fantastic car it's a fantastic platform um one of the things that peaked out was we drove it last year at mossville and uh it reminded me how uh the nissan drives the, the z um but on a stock platform um, and how fast and how easy it was to drive fast as well. So so that stood out there. And then, uh, so one thing we noticed driving the car is it doesn't tell you when it's winding out. It's too quiet. It's like a luxury car inside the cabin. Yeah, so I was actually looking back at some video from uh, Test and Tune Day, and I was on the rev limiter in second for a long time. I had no idea. Yeah, couldn't yeah. hear it in the car. You could not hear it at all. Huh. It's just deadening. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, I don't know how you, you fix that. or That's been the plan at this point is we've got to figure out a way to, to make the car more, vo- more vocal to tell us. Like I was talking about earlier in the pre-show maybe, uh, you know, when you drive a car, I, I listen more than I look. I'm not looking down at the cluster. I'm, I'm listening to the engine to tell me, you know, when to shift. And uh, that car doesn't doesn't really tell you very right, well. Yeah, it doesn't give you a lot of uh, audible feedback on that. So, But we did learn as far as – that we needed to be in third a lot more than we did yeah, second. Yeah. And peaking uh, though, that's what's shocking to me because normally peaking, you, I mean, from a stick shift standpoint, you know, first, second gear, maybe third a couple times possibly. But yeah, I mean, you're getting that car pretty fast in peaking. Yeah. So most, so there are most most autocrosses you run in second gear. Okay. Um, you do have your few cars that actual you need to be in third. So like Supra is obviously one of them now to kind of figure that out because it tops out at fifty in second. So oh wow. Um, and you. A lot of courses you'll be in the in the mid sixties um, for some of your faster sections, and I believe the Mazda Speed is a similar way. I think its second gear tops out at forty five. So I think Chris Frederick was doing a lot of shifting as well at the at the last event. But but that kind of tells you, as far as you're talking earlier, how much speed you pick up on that course. That's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, and that is what's the gears? Is it is a six speed? How many gears are in that thing? Seven, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's I a goofy I don't setup. Know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's no, no, no. It's, it's no, a BMW it's question, and I, I'm not qualified to answer that right now. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's 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 fun to see because sometimes you know the more gears you throw at up there, you know the way they're spaced out. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, an older car you'd be running in second, but you know now second's so short. Right. I don't know. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting how the 2023 Super is with the six speed. Yeah. I, well, it's what's funny to me looking at that going to SEMA a couple of years ago, seeing all the supers out there, and then seeing the guys that like spent a hundred thousand dollars in modifications to put a manual transmission and stuff like that, and you're like, yeah, they just went ahead and made one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, about hundred, your... maybe a hundred thousand is exaggeration, but they spent tens of thousands of dollars messing with these things. So I would I would have figured they would have offered it, but in this day and age, I can't even even the enthusiast cars aren't really offering it unless it's a Porsche or. Yeah. You know, a certain level, they're still not offering. When the Supra was offered, it was basically, this is it. 
be thankful for what you got. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, okay, we won't complain too much. But I'm surprised but, they added it, though. That's but good. eventually I think the complaints got there. And then uh, the four-cylinder option I think is available in, in the U.K. or uh, oh. EU. Uh, you can get – they talk, talk about bringing that back here as like a Celica Super or something like that. I don't know that that car is even necessary in this, this – I mean, even if you save five or ten grand on the cost of the car, you're still getting – a much smaller engine in that right. same platform. So what's the point mm-hmm. of that? Can you get the like the the GTR? That's all paddle shifted automatic, right? Like mm-hmm. dual clutch. Like yeah. there's no there's no manual option for that here in the states, is there? No, I don't no. think so. No. no, not the new world. But no, it should be fun. Uh, so yeah. we had our first event, and we're talking about going to Chicago at least once, and right. then, and then uh, I mean I, there was a, an event. Com- well, we talked about Peru, Indiana. I thought it was Peru, Illinois. So I was much more enthusiastic about Peru, Illinois. I'm like, oh, Way closer. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Peru, Indiana is a whole different. I even know. How many Perus can there be in the United States? Oh, I'm sure. I got to look right. it up now. There's probably a lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, what we need to do, though, is probably get some of the, the mods yeah. on the car and, and test it. So we worked somewhere. on a wheel bearing today. Uh, had that off. And I got the uh, radiator supports. We got it. But we got all kinds of things. And the exhaust is, is key. Do they make an aftermarket exhaust for it already? They do, but yeah. uh, and and so Fab Fab fourteen is that uh, Marcus Brockett? Um, I've heard the company. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a great fabricator over in Bartonville, and he he does high end cars. He does Porsches and stuff like that. Excuse me, my beer is burping up here. Um, <laughs> but uh, he he wants to get involved with making an exhaust for this. He wants to make it nice and loud for us and get some exposure on the car and everything. Wow, which that's I'm awesome. I'm game for. He owns a Tundra and he wants to do some mods on that too with us. So. I mean, there might be a, an opportunity to cross-pollinate something. But then there's also just, you know, should we just bolt on an HKS and just, you know, and know what we got? I mean, that's that's the question here. So Yeah. Um, and I, I almost wonder how much of the stock stuff you can modify and just take pieces out or, you know what I'm saying? Like, are there, you know, is there resonators in there you can cut out and, and, and get it to not be obnoxious but still inside be able to hear the thing and be able to? Yeah, I frankly, the car is so striped out and so race card up that nobody casually wants to drive it anymore. Yeah. It used to be when the car was just lightly striped. That like the F and I man should be like, I'm gonna take it home this weekend. I'll take it. I'm gonna yeah, take it now, home. Now now I got so much obnoxious stuff on it that nobody wants to drive that car, <laughs> which is fine with me. That's your game plan all no, along. No, it wasn't my game plan, but these guys, you know, they're like it's not I mean, the car is an advertising piece. Take it to cars and coffee, take it to autocross sure. and, and do stuff like that. But and I don't mind I, I don't I don't take it on the weekends, but if you're if you're somebody who works here and you want to take it on the weekend, it is what it is. It's yeah. got numbers on it, it's got our name. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. I mean. Well, and, and your Z, I mean, you got some, some tasteful, uh, you know, decals and stickers and sponsor stuff here and there. Do you get, when you have something like that on the street, does somebody at a stoplight throw you revs and, you know, oh, yeah, try to get you to, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> What's that like on a, on a regular basis? Well, you know, they take off and I slowly move off the line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And about a mile down the road, the Marquette Heights or North Beacon Police yeah. have them pulled over. Yeah, no, that's, that's one of the reasons why I do autocross or track days and things yeah. like that. You get that out of your system, I, I Keep that on the track. My son the got his second speeding ticket last week. You, were you there for that? Did you come to my house that night? I was there that day. I don't think yeah. that it fully sunk in yet. Yeah, yeah he, he'd taken but. our 90 Super out. <laughs> last day of school, maybe, or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. And... Uh, Hundred yards from home, got a speeding ticket, seventy-five and a fifty-five. Ouch. Target top down, target top off, and just uh, probably jamming God knows what. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. going I'm to like, school. You know, and I said to him, I said, you know, if you just would have come to track day, 
just just come out and just got your yayas out in the race car and just had a little bit of fun. I think you get past you know having to feel like you got to get on it on the open you know the local local road, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Jason, anyone else in your family kind of got bit by the bug? Uh, any any motorsports aficionados? Uh, no. You know, my wife actually uh, would autocross for me with me back in I think it was 2011, oh, yeah. maybe 2012. I can't remember exactly. That's awesome, actually. And uh, she killed it. No like, kidding. She crushed it. Yeah. Like I think five of the six races she entered, she she won by a decent margin. Awesome. Uh, I think she was fourth overall in Champaign County for all women. Um, pretty impressive. Her first year. And then that was, uh, that was it. So she, but she also, uh, it was tough for her cause, um, as a hairstylist, she would work a lot of Saturdays. Oh um, yeah. So she didn't then want to use up her Sunday to, as her, her day off of, sure. uh, to go racing. And yeah. Out. You got like one day with the family. Uh, right. Exactly. And then we had kids and starting in 2014. And so, yeah, it's just kind of totally understand. Way. Well, and your daughter's into it. Did your son not kind of get interested in – Summer yeah, was kids. into autocross like when yeah. she was in high school. Jason will know this. It may be – my brother and I were like this, and Summer and Aiden were like this. If one likes something, I think the other by default is not allowed to like kids. They will not. You know. <laughs> I, don't, I hate it. I don't think you'll find too many siblings who like uh, exactly the same things. I think our, ours are young enough right now where they all like the same thing. Yeah. So. you got three but girls. I think you, have change. That, you have that so, going for you? That helps. But I had a boy and a girl, and uh, – I, you know, anyway, opportunity lost. I think my son could have, but he, but he did scouts and camping and off-roading with me more oh, so than go. Summer did. So I, who there knows? You who knows? You, I'll be interested to see how it all shakes out for you. I, right. I said this before, and I said that on the uh, the podcast I did with the uh, Get in Her Lane. Mm. I see more girls now, it seems to me, at autocross and these events with their dads than I used to ever before. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. 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 As long as uh, as long as they kind of get that exposure early on, there's another opportunity maybe for that hobby to continue. Talking about volunteers and you know the future and kind of getting people involved, you know I hear I hear similar th- cries from any enthusiast groups, whether it's you know motorcycle groups or uh, you know I hear it from people in abate. I hear it from you know my antique car club. It's like we need that kind of mm-hmm. pipeline of younger enthusiasts, and yeah. it's hard to get people. Like you said, the time commitment, you know, young family folks, it's hard to take a weekend day or a double header when you got a test and tune and a, you know, race day on a Sunday. It's hard to have that time commitment, but you know, your stuff's spaced out pretty well. I mean, you pretty much looking at your schedule, you've got stuff coming up in June, right? Mm-hmm. 25th and 6th of June. Right. Um, you've got some other stuff in October, it looks like. Yeah. It looks like your stuff's pretty spaced out, unless you want to do, participate in some other events, like in Champaign or elsewhere. Or right? Champaign or Chicago or St. Louis or yep. things like that, yeah. So it's not like every weekend you've got something. No, going. not at all. You yeah, probably absolutely. could. But those six weekends we have for our Peoria area, that's a lot. I mean, especially when you yeah. got a family and you got a spouse. Right. It, it, you, it's a whole day. I mean, you probably start at 5 a.m. in the morning. And don't get home till six o'clock at night, yeah, right? Seven yeah, o'clock at night, roughly. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice, uh, especially on this last event, is um, the novice numbers have gone down. Really? And not because of the novices; they are just no longer novices. Mm-hmm. So it's the guys that. So we used to get like forty, fifty percent were novices at our events. It was huge numbers. I think we got six this last event. Wow. Um, and that's only because those guys are no longer novice and run, running with a regular group. So that means we are building back, you know, that younger core group that's new that keep keep coming back. Sure. So sure. 
That's that's a testament too, because it does take work. It's not just like you throw an event on and hope people show up. You actually have to promote it. You have to have a social media presence. You have to have a website. You have to have those those things that cultivate and entice people. Like, oh, there's a Facebook group for this. Oh, here's some video. You know what? Damn, that looks that looks like fun. Reels, and, yeah. TikToks, Daryl. Can yeah. you be our TikTok administrator? Sure, right. I'm really uh, good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask anybody who sees my stuff. It's terrible. All right. Well, we could talk for hours about this subject, but uh, we do need to move along and move a couple things here. And uh, hopefully, did you find a car of the week? Did you find a car? Kind of. Okay. All right. All right. All right. As, long, as long as you did better than Joe, that's all I care about, okay? Yeah. But I do want to bounce back on an article. Last episode, we talked about the coolest thing built in Illinois, Daryl. Yes. Yeah, it, it was a. It was a, uh, an article that came from a... An Illinois TV station yeah, that had their own indeed. list. Yeah, they did. And the Rivian R1T truck was the coolest thing made in Illinois. Well, I just, I had to Google it and see what else was built in Illinois. Built in Illinois. So if you Google things made in Illinois, yeah. here's a list. I'm just going to run down this top 16 things here, okay? Okay. Horseradish, solo cups, handy foil. Don't even know what handy foil <laughs> is. Weather tech, floor liners. Everybody knows about them. Oh, yeah. Medline medical equipment, hobby co models, Nestle, first alert. Tootsie Rolls, Hershey's, Quaker Oats, hmm. Vienna Beef Hot Dogs. There you go. Astrophysic Telescopes, Riddle Sports Equipment, Kraft Mac and Cheese, and Beer Nuts. I, Did I mean, you know about all 16 cr- of those things? Kraft Mac and Cheese. I, I lived in Champaign, and I had to smell that noxious Kraft smell. <laughs> Fake cheese. Yes. And I'm going to tell you what, as much as I hate that smell. Yeah. I mean, that should be number one on the list. I, I don't I don't know how this all works out as far as one to 16. Yeah. But so you th- you think- if you were to weigh Kraft Mac and Cheese versus a Rivian R1T in terms of cultural like contributions yes. to yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah. I mean I think Kraft Mac and Cheese beats it don't you probably <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. just based on the amount of Kraft Mac and Cheese that most dudes eat in their early twenties <laughs> I'm gonna say yes and then I was at Walmart the other day I did this this is honest to God truth in Walmart and I picked up red Solo cups and I said hey these are built in the- Made in Illinois. I showed the, the container yeah, to my wife because sure. I'm so smart now because I read this list. And I flipped it over. Made in Michigan. Seriously? Yeah. I'm like, I'm an idiot. She's so like, I'm yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't believe anything you say now. Exactly. That WeatherTech, um, the, the folks that make the floor landers, they've got all kinds of stuff, too. they got the little cup holders you put in the, I don't know, phone holders you put in the mm-hmm. vents and all that. They have, I just drove up north uh, Friday last weekend and... Uh, that entire complex is gigantic now. Yeah, and he actually, uh, a friend of mine uh, just went up to a dealership. He bought a Mercedes dealership or maybe a compound of dealerships up in Montana or something like that, hmm. the owner. So now he's getting into, into car dealers too. So Interesting. I don't know. I actually, in, on this list, as a car guy, I think the WeatherTech floor liners probably is, is far cooler and what they do and the laser measuring and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But I could be wrong. Yes. Yeah, cooler than a Rivian? You might, you, you, you might be. Four, formats know. cooler than Rivian? Hard to say. Jason, you'd be the tiebreaker. What do you think? I'm going to go with uh, Rivian cooler. Okay. And, and mainly because I want to use one? their site for an autocross. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. I, I said that before. We should look into that. Yeah, we need to. Okay. Somebody needs to get us the hookup. Well, that's that's just it, the right right connection. So yeah. All right. Any, any listeners out there that All right. got the acreage? Well, we do have a couple people who work for Rivian who autocross with us. So, Sean, make that happen, Okay. Make some calls. Yeah. Nice. All right. Is it that time? It is that time. You ready for this? Yeah, let's let's do it. All right. I got to find the... I, oh, shoot. I got drums, horn, claps, music. <laughs> We're still learning this new board, we Jason, are. in case you can't I, tell. I think this might be it right here. All right. 
There we go. It's time for your moment of Musk. There it is. I love Elon, if you can't tell. Sorry about that. A little bit. So this last week, Elon, who, if you don't know, has been throwing satellites and all kinds of stuff into space to help out the uh, the Ukrainians mm. in their war with Russia. Well, he sent out this, this very cryptic text, Daryl. Hmm. If I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you. Apparently, I don't know if you know this, but you could be caught just drinking a tea casually, and next thing you know, there's plutonium in it. And uh, I think that's what Elon's referring to. Yeah, I heard that happen. He might be scared for his life. But in his uh, text thread, he also uh, had a, a comment from Mr. Beast saying, If you die, can I have Twitter? And Elon said, Sure, I will donate that to you when I pass away. And nice that guy. is your moment of Musk. <laughs> Boom. So the the Twitter thing, we didn't talk about that last time. No, I don't. It was still in flux. But is that is that a done deal? Is that a- I don't know because Rivian stock has lost like not Rivian. I'm sorry, Tesla stock has lost a whole bunch. As yeah. I, anybody who has a 401k right now knows that everything sucks. Uh, I stopped looking. Yeah, I stopped. It was one of those where I've lost how much? Yeah. And then my wife and and my mom, bless her heart, she's like, honey, she's like, don't look at that stuff till you're our age. Uh, but I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not worried about it. It is what it is. It's just, uh, I, but watching it, it happens. I've watched it several times now in my life where mm. it is, you know. Yeah, I think I think I still lost more in the the collapse of 2008, nine, whatever that was. I think I lost more then. But mm. I don't we're never that. retiring. Is anyone here at this table going to retire? Yeah. Realistically, no, probably not. Jason's shaking no. his head. No, because my wife will have a honey do list for me. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I gotta go to work. <laughs> Turns out I'm I'm working at uh, Dollar General. <laughs> I gotta go punch in. All right. So, final section of the show, and uh, this is like the trick question section. This is where we throw it on guests to find out what's what's in the deepest crevices of their minds. Daryl, this week I found a car online. I don't even know how I stumbled across it. I certainly wasn't searching uh, for this car, but it's like Facebook's been listening to my phone, as we all say it does, and it knew that possibly I I had said in my my past yeah. messages, I would buy one of these. And it knew. It pointed it out. I didn't even show it to my wife because, you know what? I bought a car, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. And I had an offer on the Scion TC. How I, did that go? And I didn't take it. What? Yeah, it was $1,000. I'm like, ah, no, I can do better. I hit back 1400 no response. So you know what I didn't do, Daryl? I didn't show my wife another car that I could possibly buy. I'll just let this one set off to the side. But I'll share it with you on Cars of the Week. That's Cars of the Week. We go online. We find cars. We look all over the Internet. We scour and peruse, find the finest listings. It could be a Maserati. It could be a Lamborghini. But it's likely a crappy Chevy Nova or something like that. What do you got, Daryl? Speaking of. Well, this week it isn't anything cool. Uh, Last time I I, I did hear a little bit of feedback. I picked a double-decker bus, and people were like, well, what? Why did you pick that? I'm like, I don't know. Because we're going to start a side hustle. That's why. Well, yeah. I had a, I had a couple good reasons at the time. I, I can't defend them now. But this one I also can't defend. This uh, Last night I was sitting on the front porch. we got rocking chairs on our front porch now. So I can be like an old man and just sit on the rocking chair late at night and scroll Facebook Marketplace for weird stuff. And that's where this came up. I decided to search up a Chevrolet Citation. You, you guys search, remember You search Citation. That's in my search history. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and sh- <laughs> it showed a couple matches on Facebook Marketplace. This one is in Missouri, Kirkwood, Missouri. And it's a 1985 Chevrolet Citation 2 for the grand sum of $3,950. I mean, it looks clean. It's a beautiful uh, prosthetic Band-Aid beige uh, and it's a four-door 
with little hubcaps, white walls. It looks like something that my you know, great-grandmother would have driven because she did. She had one kind of like this. And I know what you're thinking. It's a car that should have been crushed like 20, 30 years ago because they're garbage. Why am I even considering this for a car, the weak pick? Well, you know, guys, I like to consider myself a preservationist. You know, I like to make sure that things are around for future generations, you know, so they can appreciate their historical significance. And that extends to things like this final GM X-Body model that just happens to wear the tarnished Citation nameplate. If anybody, do you guys remember these growing up? Anybody have a, oh, yeah. a Chevy Ab- Citation? Absolutely. There was, uh, I think, I mean, in, in Fairbury, Illinois, mm-hmm. there was probably 10 or 15 of these driving around, yeah. if, I had to, if I had to recall. They were everywhere. My neighbors had them. My great-grandma had uh, You know, like, uh, my grandparents had a Buick version of that, the Skylark, which was equally oh, was as that? dodgy. Okay, that that I don't remember. Yeah. yeah I do were... like the aquarium glass. It's great. Yeah. They look like a turtle. And, you know, <laughs> these things came out in 79 as an 80 model and they they were debuted as the front runners for the 80s by general motors general motors first attempt at a real front wheel drive small car yeah and eric's eric's showing off a, a one of our swag pieces here it's the certified gm apologist yeah. badge he should have that right on his shoulder right there for this car i'm going to i'm going to sew it on a shirt <laughs> And actually, that's going to be making an appearance on our website here pretty yeah, soon. Yeah. So you can have one, too. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, these things, they didn't run very well. They had steering racks that f- leaked and bound up, carburetors that fell out of adjustment. They really were not great cars. <laughs> so by 1985, they were, that was the last year they made them. What and they, motors in these? Oh, it's a 2.5 liter. So this one's a 2.5 four-cylinder. You could get a 2.8 V6, but this one is kind of a bare bones. There's no 3,000... Okay. No, this thing's got like roll-up windows. It does have air conditioning, but that's like it, right? Um, but it's it's really awful. And if you were buying a Citation in '85, you were kind of glutton for punishment because everybody knew after two years after these cars came out, they were junk, and they stopped buying them. That's why they came out with a celebrity. <laughs> like they kind of this thing was shot, so they're like, let's okay, take everything. So knowing all this, yeah. you still make yeah. this your car pick of the week because I think do you guys remember Coke Two when Coke came out with the new formula? Yeah. That's kind of what this is. Like, hey, this is new and improved, but, but it's I, really not. If I Googled a can of Coke, too, I could probably get that thing for, what, five bucks? Probably. Okay. Like, it'd be funny, ironically. <laughs> this is four grand. I don't know. It's a low-mileage car from Missouri, no rust. I think in this day and age, 3900 that's a bargain. But uh, I showed it to my wife, and she, uh, she, just, she didn't even say, that's nice. And most of the time when I send something to my wife, I'm like, hey, can we buy this? She's like, yeah, that's nice. No, no, we can't do that. This time she just shook her head and went back inside. Oh, my God. So that's my pick this week. Um, it's disgusting, and you're going to have something next, that's next, way better. Next time, I think we have to find picks that are over $50,000. Let's let's just do that. Like baller style? Baller. We're going, we're going big time. All right. This, this, All right. This nickel, a friend of mine sent me a text today said, you need to dream bigger. <laughs> this is this is my dream car. Uh, yeah, you need a dream. Bigger. But but here's the deal. In 1989, when I graduated high school, um, you know, the, I, I wanted to live in Florida, and and eventually we moved down to Fort Myers. I lived in Miami, and I wanted one of these Dodge Dakota convertible trucks. And it may seem very pedestrian to somebody who's used to exotics and stuff like that, but who knew, you know, that this truck would actually come alive in Bloomington, Illinois. A 1989 Dodge Dakota Sport, $1,000. The body actually looks pretty square. It does. It, it does. It's red. I mean, I think the ones I remember down in Florida were white. With, you know, Yeah, I think they came in like two or three colors. Yeah. The red was super popular. So this one's red. It's got some stripes on it. It's got a black top. It says it doesn't run, but honestly, the body is so nice on it that that doesn't even bother me. And part of me says for $1,000, I buy it. 
I trailer it, I throw it in the fort storage building, and forget about it. Yeah. Because I honestly think 20 years from now I can come back to this car, this truck, and you're never going to see another one of these with the convertible, the factory convertible top. Super rare. I think they made them three years, and this one I looked at the production numbers. <laughs> you looked it up. I did. 2,800 of these made in 1989. First year for them. Yeah. And they were converted from a regular truck. Was it an ASC? ASC. Oh, was it? Okay. Same ones that did the Celicas and and Firebirds and Camaros and all that. And the SSR and the Grand National. So this thing actually is, I think it's a bargain. It's it's one of those. It's got to already be gone. Uh, Maybe it scares people it doesn't run. Yeah. And it's one of those that doesn't have a whole lot of aftermarket support. Yeah. You know? Who's doing anything with a, with an old Dakota? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. People are doing like the big old body style Chevy trucks or they're I should tricking just, out old I stuff. I should just sneak over to um, the Ameritrade TD over in Peoria. <laughs> yeah. And just take out a thousand because I've already lost my ass on my like my little retirement account. Yeah. Take out a thousand dollars, run over to Bloomington, just buy it from the guy. Yeah. Put on a trailer, throw it in the Hicks building, and then nobody ever knows about it. I support this wholeheartedly. <laughs> I just don't know if you got the stones to do it. Uh, I might make. I might make a call tomorrow. We'll see. If you do, I will help you load it onto that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you're an enabler. Yeah, but that's cool. It's it's not hoarding. It's it's not a problem unless if your stuff's cool. I think. You know? that, yeah, I think it is kind of cool. I don't know. I'll make, right. Thanks I'll for make support. some calls. Thanks for some more supporting my uh, debauchery. Appreciate okay. that. All right. All right. Uh, now, do you understand the rules of the game? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. I don't get the feeling you sit around and just look at your phone and, and look for cars all the time. Not at all. Man. No. Yeah, I really don't. That's okay. But but you did give me the challenge, so I did look I did. at uh, yeah. Bring a Trailer, and <laughs> Facebook Marketplace, and some of the yeah. others. So, all right. I so. did come up with two different options. All right. Well, you can only pick one, so pick one. pick the one oh, that, that sings to your soul. There's too many rules. Oh, that sings to my soul. Uh, <laughs> Guaranteed it's going to be more expensive and nicer than ours. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. All right. So, since you gave me those rules. <laughs> uh, on Bring a Trailer, there's a 2014 Mercedes-Benz G63 AMG 6x6 Brabus. Oh, what? yeah. The big boy. That's the big G-Wagon. Yeah. With six wheels. Six wheels. It, like jump sand dunes for fun. It looks Saudi like something Arabia. The Rock would yeah. own. You know, yeah. I just want to be able to run over whatever I want. <laughs> How awesome! And, and it's would that like seven hundred and fifty horsepower. And your three oh girls are gosh. fully protected in the back seat, and so. they all they all fit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's the it's the family choice. It's the economical choice yeah, for it, the. It just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 what's the uh, sticker on something like that on the used market? Oh, is a, it even the United that's States? A good question. It is in the United States, and it, it has a special title. Is it on uh, Bring a Trailer right now? Yeah, it is on Bring a Trailer. Let's pull up. I lost my internet. Um, yeah, Did me you? too. I think uh, I think it shut off. Oh, it does. Uh, You're right. Brabus didn't they make like rims and stuff and like all like high end Mercedes yeah, they accessories? Yeah, Mercedes Mercedes Benz stuff. I think the uh, the forts. There, here you go, Mercedes Benz Brabus. Six by six. That looks that looks beefy. Which one? Yeah, that one. The white one. It's on Bring a Trailer. Yeah, it's yes. on Bring a Trailer. Oh. What's it at? What's it at right now? <laughs> 477,700. <laughs> there, there, there you go. Ends in six days. You know what happens on the se- You know what ends on the sixth day? That means it goes up like another 20% right there, just like that. There you go. You said you needed a more expensive vehicle. Yeah. Right? There you go. Yeah. And so someone told Eric you need to have bigger dreams. Yeah, that's yeah. Pete, my buddy PJ. That's the kind of level you need to be at. Yeah. Jason, that's a good pick. So, do these? Uh, is there like a shop or what? Is Brabus like a outfitter or something? Do you know anything about these? 
I, I believe it's similar to like uh, like you know Shelby used to to Ford, where it's just a special. Yeah, I think they do like body kits and, mm-hmm. and stuff for and performance yeah, and yeah. wheels and and the six three. That's a that's a great motor. Uh, that's what's in a lot of the you know the AMG sedans and things like that. And it's got a great great exhaust note. Dude, the too. interior of this just it looks like it's it looks ostrich. like it looks like a, a modern luxury car. Yeah, but well, on the outside, it looks like a military vehicle. It's crazy. I actually do love seeing those. I saw a silver one on uh, 294 up in the suburbs, uh, a newer G-Wagon. And those things are cool, but they're smaller. This thing looks like it's been widened. It's got a good stance. Yeah. Solid front axle, too. I didn't realize that. I thought they were IFS. Mm. So so you could literally just run over anything. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Like monster yeah, truck no, style. Hmm? 700 horsepower, too. Yeah. I could see that. I could see you guys in that. It has a special... Um title on this one though uh, where you can only drive it i think 2500 miles a year oh really what yeah or maybe like not it register up. it <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just insane oh, show truck was imported in the u.s under a show or display exemption yeah. oh okay uh, it was previously sold on bring a trailer in 2021 huh interesting i wonder i wonder why i wonder if because it's just ridiculous well i think daryl when when you're like yourself mm. or myself and you have seven or eight cars, that's easy to do, 2,500 miles a year. Sure, sure, you can rotate it. But Jason's going to drive <laughs> well, this to work every day. Yeah, ex- well, <laughs> since I work from home, it'll just sit in my driveway and it'll be shown. Uh, looks like this one only has 8,000 miles on it. So. Holy smokes. That's a great pick, and they are cool. And as a matter of fact, I see those in, like, the Matchbox at, mm. at, every once in a while. The, the, yeah. the six by, is six by six, is that what we call it? Yeah. yeah. So it's six-wheel drive. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's pretty cool. It. I'm going to actually look at that auction later tonight. Eric's going to put a bid in because that's what he does. I do. I always a throw trailer. a bid down. I should have been the first. I could have, I could have, I could have been first. on <laughs> It would be funny if you did put a joke bid in there and then you actually won Let's it. see what the first bid was. Yeah, just, just go down there and double check. Just put in a cool 500000 Right, right. Cool half mil. Actually, I wonder if could I could have yours. history. How would you insure something like that, Jason? Yeah, how would you do that? Through Haggerty. Yeah, as yeah. a collector slash special yeah, interest. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want to insure that with there. Really? Yeah. With general. <laughs> <laughs> or what's that? What's that place in Peoria near Wingstop that's just like insurance store or something? Uh, it's like the most generic name. Oh, is it like Save a Lot? It might be something like that. It's looking like a grocery store. Like yeah. Save a Lot. So if you click on the the guy who's bidding on it, the high bidder right now, mm-hmm. Foreign Affairs Motorsports. If if you click on mine planet stall you're gonna see a bunch of bids for two and four thousand dollars that's that's the or the area where i dangle okay this guy uh on a mclaren he was at 152,000. on another mclaren's 166 uh porsche carrera he only stepped up to seventy five thousand. Hmm. viper fifty five thousand on this uh six by six four hundred and seventy seven thousand uh yeah this guy's got he he uh, picks crazy. all the nice ones out. That's crazy. He's not after the old Celicas like I am. Great screen name too. <laughs> Foreign Affairs Motors. <laughs> it's well, a great pick, and I, I I agree that you've raised our game for the next episode. So we're definitely gonna have to find something. We're gonna have to get out of the gutter, Daryl. Yeah, yeah. I hope you get it. Congratulations on the auction. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes! Oh well. All right, that is all we got for this episode. I think we I think we ran through everything. Is there anything we missed? You think? No. How can folks get involved and find your organization on the uh, on the internets? Uh, so you can find us a couple different ways. We're on Facebook for uh, CIR SCCA. 
Uh, we also our website is what cir-secca.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on motorsportsreg.com. So we're all over the place. We have Instagram. Uh, yeah, uh, at cir-secca. Yeah, and uh, we this was our project this year. Jason and I talked about doing reels and doing Instagram. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. uh, so we're, we're trying to climb into that whole thing. That's been actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I made, I made fun of. Uh, did you see the one I just did the other day making fun of the uh, the Miata, the carbon fiber one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what though. Whatever you're doing is working because it's it's showing up in my feed a is lot. It? Oh good. Yeah, videos and obviously because I'm friends with you and I all, see all that reels. It's stupid reels. Yep. You could do everything you want, but if you do a reel with like a little catchy sound thing. Next thing you know, I got three or four thousand people. Yep. I, I need now. I need ninety thousand people. Right. Need, That's yeah. the next benchmark. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Well, yeah. just autocross a six by six. You'll get some. You'll get some likes, engagement. Yeah. All right. And the insurance company, Driven Insurance. Yeah. Driveninsuranceagency.com uh, is our website. Uh, you can contact me three zero nine two seven zero twenty one zero three. Um, I work a little bit differently than most insurance companies. So I, a lot of times I'll have a client call and say, hey, I'm uh, looking at uh, switching insurance. And my response uh, most of the time is actually I don't know if that's the right thing yet uh, because I believe in putting pre- people first. Um, so if it makes sense to switch, then we do that. But if uh, if it doesn't, I'm going to be the first one to tell you. So I, I do a little different. Um, and I think people seem to like it that way because then they know it's uh, it's about them and not about a policy. So, right on. Appreciate you coming on, and uh, it was a pleasure to meet you. I know Eric. You know, you guys are old old friends by this point. But he just uh, yells at me. That's all is he that does. what he does? He yells at me. <laughs> He's so angry. I don't get. I don't get what Eric's talking about. But now, Jason, appreciate you coming on tonight. Oh, and thanks talking, for having me. Talking a little bit more, and uh, I'll I'll probably be spectating probably one of these Mossville events. So you might see a chubby guy with a right giant along, head. man. Let's have you yeah, sign I, a waiver, and you can hop in the super with him. I I'd love I to. Got, I almost got whiplash. There was a turn where I like got. Like, I don't know if my seatbelt wasn't just right, but I, like, lifted up out of my seat and my head, like, slammed on the side. It was hilarious. I'm like, Hit the I, was just, I was just dying laughing in the passenger seat. And he's driving. He probably would be like, what the hell is wrong with Eric over there? Was that you that was flopping around? <laughs> I, I, I gave yeah, somebody no, a ride, and they were was, flopping all around. No, all it was just that one hilarious. time. you caught. I don't know what it was, if the back end just caught wrong or something like yeah. that, but it literally lifted me out of my seat. And I'm like, holy crap. It's like when you're a kid on a roller coaster, and they say, just sit sit back against the seat, and you like start to sit up, and your head gets all whipped around. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's inertia, folks. That's riding with Jason. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, Jason. We appreciate it. And uh, everybody, thanks again for listening. Again, check us out on thrownwrenches.com and uh, check out the Insta checkout. Well, no, we're on Insta. No. We're, we're we terrible should, at that. We should. Well, yeah. Yeah. We'll go to Facebook and make reviews, and I'll read everything online. And, by the way, we'll send you a sticker. Boom. There it is. See ya. Bye.